Lightspeed speed rescue. Honestly, Appropriate title for a season. Yeah. Dear God, did this season go by fast. Yeah, it was done in like two and a half days for us. <laughs> yeah. Now, full disclaimer, full disclaimer, doesn't mean the season was bad. It just means that it, would, it was one of those seasons that is just so fast paced. Yeah, you didn't really have enough time to like, like, just mull over like what's gonna happen, and they relax for a bit. No, because uh, just like the demons that are attacking them, it was like lightning fast. It was getting on to yeah, the we next just boom, 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 boom. Which yep. Is a good thing for the season, you know. This is the first time I actually sat down and watched this one, like Tyler, you know. So we're pretty much a fresh new perspective on this season, and. You guys have watched it previously, correct? I've watched bits yes. and pieces of it um, here and there, but this was my first time watching it all, all all the way all the way through. And I must say, like you, um, you had um, an interesting perspective on Lightspeed Rescue, and I feel like a lot of people um, uh, have had back in the day um, Vex. So I guess you should just say what your perspective was on it. This is when I was like growing up. I went through the whole Zordon era, and then, you know, kind of watched a little bit of Lost Galaxy, didn't really watch all of it, all of it, um, missed a couple episodes, and then, this is when I was starting to get, you know, into that phase of, I'm too old for Power Rangers, this is, this doesn't resonate with me, because it's not teenagers, these are all young professionals, Power Rangers is boring now, and... This is where I kind of fell off for a while. I did catch, like, little bits of, like, Wild Force, uh, Jungle Fury, Ninja Storm, and then <laughs> Mega Force. Um, so, <laughs> there's that. Um, but this is just that era where I feel like a lot of our generation, the 90s kids, kind of, you know, started to grow out of it. If they grew out of it, you know, this was the season that really did that to them. It's unfortunate because this is actually, in hindsight, a really good, solid, fast-paced, no-holes-barred season. Oh, yeah, absolutely. And it's funny that you mentioned Megaforce because of how of how fast-paced Megaforce is for the wrong reasons. This is fast-paced for the right reasons. Yeah, it feels like the demons are like keeping, uh, keeping that pressure on the Rangers at all times. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Absolutely, but not only that, it's also, it's, half of it is um, battling the demons, but there is a reason it's called Lightspeed Rescue, because they focus a lot of time on the rescue aspect as opposed to fighting demons. Yeah, it's especially, yeah especially since, like, uh, the likes of Carter and Dana, like, Carter's a firefighter for his, for his regular job, and, Day and Dana's a trained paramedic. So they're like obviously trained to be like trained to rescue people while also I don't know if de-escalating is the right word, but like subduing the situation. Yeah. You know, they they kind of were the first gig workers here in a way. Mm -hmm. Their gig was being Power Rangers. Yep. It's an interesting concept because we start off with them kind of doing their own thing, you know, fighting fires, being a stunt 
you know, jockey ass pilot, uh, you know, hashtag Team Fuck Joel. Yeah, yeah, we we had a running joke throughout this whole season. Joel doesn't deserve the win. This dude Riz Rass this fair weather the entire season and still somehow got the girl. He somehow got her because I feel like she was interested, but the whole comment about like the head scientist sucking pissed her off. Yeah, uh, because in my, one of my first notes that I put for this is that Joel is doing his best to be like Brock from Pokemon. And that is an understatement for Joel. Yeah, because at least Brock was stopped, whether it be someone tugging on his ear or getting poison jabbed by Krogunk. I would have liked a little Krogunk to pop up and just punch Joel right in the nuts every episode. <laughs> Actually, that would be funny. But, um, we start off with that, and then we have what is obviously a Jeep ad placement throughout the season. Yeah, because of the um, Humvee that they have as their go-to car. But it makes sense. They're like a government-funded like, organization. So a G- so it being there is, not, is no shocker to me. <laughs> Absolutely. Um, we have one really, really stupid trend in Power Rangers that continues this season. And it's just opening random containers this time the sarcophagus. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's like, we got these three guys here who are obviously trying to, who are obviously trying to find the lost tomb of a new Grave robbers. They're no. grave robbers, so yeah. that's why yeah. they're opening the tomb. Yeah, they're trying to find, <laughs> they're trying to find the lost tomb of Anubis or find the Millennium items. They're there for to steal the gold off the corpses. That's what grave robbers do. I know that, or they just have the fucking attention span of fucking Dee Dee from Dexter's Lab. Like, oh, what does this do? I'm a, I'm gonna touch it. Not to mention, there's like hieroglyphs all over out there. Maybe translate those before you, you know, open no, grave. Archaeologists, they're just there for to steal the stuff. Like that's that's what happened with Egypt. Like a bunch of like grave robbers went around stealing the actual tombs <laughs> from the pyramids. Except these, except these tombs are in uh, are in California. Hey. You know the ancient tombs of California. We never know. It, it, it might be the, <laughs> the, the tomb of the hipster Starbucks. Um, yeah, that's gonna probably happen in like three thousand years. They're gonna find a tomb, and it's just gonna be some lady with a thousand like ice lattes. Right, that's <laughs> the recipe for the pumpkin spice. Um, <laughs> And it's like, do you want fries with that as well? Uh, do they serve fries at your Starbucks in the UK? Because that'd be a no. lot better than the fucking food we get over here. No, no, I'm just... I, no, I'm just... it blows my mind when, like, other, like, places that, like, have our equivalent stores and they have their own exclusive shit. And I'm like, why can't we have that in US? Why can't we have an exclusive, like, item? Wagyu, That's bullshit. Wagyu burgers and McDonald's. You, know, you got the McMuffins full-time over in the UK. Like, fucking hell. Yeah, I, I just want the, the, like, fresh cafe shit at our McDonald's to come back. You know? I'm sounding like a basic white bitch right now, and I hate it. <laughs> um, Honestly, that's why... You did why not I'm mention like... pumpkin spice latte. 
So I can't. I, I, I mentioned it. <laughs> well, it, this is why I do most of my eating at Sheets. Be, be, because it's gas station food that has no right to be as good as it is. Those big ass burgers be hitting different if you have a 12 hour shift at the local warehouse. <laughs> um, we have one awesome scene that I think doesn't get enough credit, and that's the gun kick where they kick the blaster right back into their hand here in episode one. Yeah, yes, so stupid, but I love it. But also, as well, um, we we have. A lot of people call. A lot of people say Carter is as bland as uh, as bland as um, a piece of cardboard, and I'm like, no, he is not. He just straight up is like, there's a monster right there. I'm in this car. I'm gonna go and try and run over this monster. Yeah, they obviously don't remember Jason. <laughs> well, well, okay, okay. I also disagree with the notion that Carter is bland, but. Him driving a car into a demon isn't necessarily like a character trait. That's him doing a cool thing that shows off a character trait that he has balls the size of fucking church bells. I will say he's not the best Red Ranger, you know. But I will say he is better than the vast majority we have gotten, other than like Andros, you know. Yeah. yeah, he's very um, stoic, and I would say like work, like mo- motivated. Like yeah. he's oh, about yeah. his business first, all time, every time. Yeah, career driven is what you would put yes. on your resume. <laughs> yes, I, I, yeah. absolutely. And I must say, he, uh, having seen the whole season, I have to say he's probably so far um, my favorite Red Ranger until next season, because. Much as I liked the car in this season, oh, Wes, I cannot wait until we get to Wes. Um, right now, for me, he's at the number three spot. Uh, like, and it's like a very close race between him and Leo in my eyes. That's fair. That but, is fair. Uh, he, he definitely edges out the likes of Tommy and TJ. Oh, 100%. They are oh, uh, oh, controver- actually, uh, very controversial take there, Tyler. Considering we have, uh, we, we have all those shorts that that person made, and like Tommy, uh, was like, oh, best Red Ranger, best Green Ranger, best White Ranger. Did they watch any season where Tommy was Red Ranger? Uh, like, I believe, like. I believe Tommy was on their favorite Red Ranger list, but he was like number two. Oh, okay. I I forget that one person's Red Ranger list. Right. But he was decent in Zeo, but even Jason had more contribution to the team once he came back than Tommy. Did. Uh, I think Tyler would probably have to disagree. Hmm. <laughs> Honestly, I feel like it was the same treatment that Jason got when Tommy got, you know, the Green Ranger powers. He kind of got to play that aspect of it. Hmm. I will say it's neat to see the roles reversed when it came to Jason and Tommy, but it felt like Jason was a stun double for a plot device. Well, yeah. (laughs) 
I mean, if we would have kept, like, Trey of Treforia in there, it would have probably been the same, too. Probably. Except slightly worse, because we don't know. That's true. But, um... We had some very... Like, for all the good in the season, we had some very obvious cuts to Sentai footage here that kind of blurred the line for a moment. Oh yeah, absolutely. Um, but I'll just say what uh, the other notes that I have for the first episode um, is that we obviously sh are showcasing the professional professional nature of all the rangers. And like, okay, why are these five being particularly chosen? Um, and I've got to say, I love Diabol the one of the main demons. I love Diabolical's voice. It's just so calm, soothing, but also very, very threatening at times as well. Oh, yeah. His, vo his voice is very good. Uh, I will say, I I feel like his voice is almost too good at being threatening. That it feels kind of like when Diabolico is supposed to be showing like major emotions, it doesn't feel like it emotes properly. It kind of falls into the Wesker territory there in that regard. Okay, I'll, I'll give you that, but still, I just, every time he spoke, I was just like, oh, I could marry this voice. I'd rather <laughs> have that than a certain somebody else in this season. I would rather, I would rather have Diabolical's voice than a certain ranger that, uh, that moans about weapons. You know the one I'm talking about. Oh, God. I, I cannot wait till we get to that scene so we can rip it to shreds. Yes, yes, we are going to rip that scene to shreds. Okay, I was talking about another certain demon. I, I know which I off. know which demon you were talking <laughs> about. It's the demon that uh, that I don't think Fex would ever want to be stepped on by. She's hot as hell, but she's also just so grating. Like you got to have some personality points in there. I love her goddamn car, though, and you hate it. Like, I love the little dude. That, that, it's so dumb. I don't give a I, rat's ass. I can't, no. decide, I can't decide which is dumb. Luke, this, Luke. The, go ahead. You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of the Disney seasons. I know, I know we're talking ahead, but that, that shows up a lot in Disney seasons. Like her, and then one, it reminded me of that. I think I know what you're referring to, um, but we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, also, as well, something very unique about this season is that no secret identities. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah, they're they, public figures. They immediately, like, morph in public. They don't give a shit about hiding it, and that makes sense for the season, you know, because these are... But it made sense in Lost Galaxy 2, but then... Yeah, but do that. They was like, "Oh, we gotta hide her again." Why? You're in the middle of effing space. <laughs> you'd figure, you'd figure in Lost Galaxy that if um, Kai and um, Damon and Kendricks came out and said, "Hey, we're the Power Rangers," it would make it would make life so much more easy for Commander Stanton. so much easier, but I would have got rid of a lot of the B-plot, too, and they didn't want to get rid of the B-plot, I guess. Yeah, I guess. But, also, as well, um, speaking of, um, the 
quote unquote mentor figures. Uh, I I uh, I gotta say, I've gotta respect the strong faith that Captain Mitchell has about Dana being a ranger, considering what happened in his past. Oh yeah, it's it's so interesting because we get to uh, that scene a little bit later on, but he immediately has faith in Dana, knowing the risk that's included in being a ranger. I mean, she's already yeah. risking herself enough being a, a paramedic, first responder, whatever you want to call it. So. Yeah. Uh, and I've got to say, um, I must have been having a Mandela effect all my life because all I remember about Captain Mitchell until we until we actually sat down and watched it all the way through is that I remember I remembered him being uh, more mean a mentor, if, if that makes sense. Yeah, he was like, he was like a tough love kind of guy. Yeah, but honestly, looking at the season, it it didn't seem like that. It just seemed like he he was uh, like Sack said it to about Sword on him once and always. Mitchell did feel like the father figure to these Rangers. He he felt like a stern hand guiding them into the right direction. Yeah, and there is one point that um a lot of people bring up about him in um. When it comes to when it comes to some of his decisions, in that he doesn't explain some of his actions to the Rangers, and people hate him for that. But I see it differently. I see it differently. I see it like okay, no sword, no sword on to explain it. But I figure it like um, because. Um, jumping, jumping ahead quickly to episode three, trial by fire, when he's saying to Carr, "Put out the fire! Put out the fire! Don't save the civilians! Put out the fire!" And Carter's like, "Why didn't you? Why did you do that?" And just shouting at, shouting at him. And I'm just thinking there, like Carter, you're a professional. You should know the. You should know these things. And that's probably what Mitchell is thinking as well. It's like I'm gonna tell them, but I'm not gonna hold their hand. Mm-hmm. Also, I hold their hand. Also, like I'm, like I am the higher brass in this situation because you know I am your higher up, and don't question it. Just follow it. You are, you work for the government. <laughs> they work for the government. Also, also so, another thing, like if if Captain Mitchell were to try and explain it to Carter, I don't think. He would be willing to listen. I feel like him shouting at Commander Mitchell was almost kind of a necessary thing from the blow off that steam so that he's ready to listen mm-hmm. or he's willing to listen. Yeah, he had to if that him. makes sense. You know, you got perfect sense. You got to go and process through that. I think the the fact that you kind of had that realization comes with age too, Luke. You know, when you first watched this, you were a lot younger. Yeah. And you know, we see any kind of pushback as being mean or rude when we're young. But at the same time, you know, once we get older, we realize, like, a little bit of tough love sometimes does teach us these necessary things in life, you know? Yeah. And, and seeing it, you know, from a higher-up perspective as well, now that we've kind of been in the workforce and we've had to, you know, live a bit more of a normal life and sitting at home eating our Pop-Tarts and our Cheerios watching Power Rangers every week, we we had to, you know, grow a bit to understand that message. Yeah, and um, 
and go back to episode two in a bit because I've just got some notes on that. But uh, just my note, my other notes on episode three is that I uh, I love how we get the talks about the backstory and why they became the way they did, all the Rangers. But also we get hints at Carter's backstory in this episode, um, but we don't get the full picture. Which is nice. Uh, nice. Not a lot. Not a lot of foreshadowing done in many Power Rangers seasons. But also, as well, I look at, like we said, I love Carter being taken down a peg because that's one of his major flaws as characters that he just tends to rush into things without observing the situation fully at times. Oh, absolutely. Mm-hmm. And, and having to learn, you know, on the spot, on the job, definitely help teach him, you know, the proper way to go about these missions, these, you know, whatever you want to call them, because he did have to realize, like, oh, if I hadn't have put out the fire in this episode, you know, there was just explosives there, you know, basically like propane tanks. Yeah. Fuel tanks of some sort, you know, the red barrels you see in a fucking video game. Yeah. Um... Yeah, and I put down the note here. Great message for adults as well as kids. Kids in this episode, think before you leap. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. It it also te- it also teaches situation situation awareness. Like, be aware of everything that goes on in your situation before you decide to act. Yeah, it, it really does. Yeah, and. Also, as well, I didn't realize this when we watched uh, when we first watched it, but this uh, um, Mitchell gives hints to his backstory in this episode because he says to Carter, "Sometimes we have to make tough decisions," and Carter and Mitchell obviously knows about making a tough decision. Yep. We'll get to that episode when we when we get to it. Um, but yeah, episode two, um, light speed teamwork, ladder arm punching a burning building. <laughs> No fucking sense. Okay, you have a walking torso. You have ladders for arms. You have all of the dumbassery in a Power Rangers. Okay, okay. You want me to explain this? Like, obviously, like, they have to use the footage. Um, so it's just like in GoGo Five, it's just like because all the machines and stuff were mostly made by a centric like old man. Okay. Yeah. Still, still dumb. It's still dumb. It's still practical. It's dumb, but practical. Yeah. Yeah. yeah like, it fits- honestly, I, 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 I just appreciate the goofiness of a fucking walking torso, and not to yeah, mention it's tall enough to get to the buildings and you know stop walk- fire. A walking torso that um that sprays water it um, from somewhere where. If it was any other situation, that would be so suggestive. Hey, here, here, uh, allow me to uh, give the building a golden shower. <laughs> yeah, that's what I was getting at. Um, but yeah, so this season we have trains for swords, which is awesome. And um, I do not... And, and I do not get why um, some executives think that trains won't be won't be a, a we success. We had trains for Megazords before, and they sailed really well. Yeah, I don't get that. I don't get that logic. It's like Simon Bennett. I love you, but you're wrong about the, You're wrong about the train sentai. He's wrong about 
about quite a few things, honestly, but, you know, I respect his devotion to what he's doing. Yeah. Um, and um, what one thing I do absolutely adore about this season as well is that they're always constantly testing things before actually sending them out. Because it's not like it's not like when Sordon um, would send out like oh a particular other giant head would send it out and it automatically works right away. Oh yeah, like we yeah. we have such unique you know items in this season. I um I want to add into this is the first you know episode where I'm like yeah I really want somebody to punch Joel. And then yeah. every fucking episode since then, he made another stupid move. Um, so that became like half of my notes for this season. I'm not going to lie. But, but he get he got he gets his comeuppance, and also as well, I've got to say it because I've forgotten to say it when about the first episode uh, about the design of the Aqua Base. Gungans do not like Outlanders. It it is clear it is it is clearly it is clearly um. So, uh, it any you cannot deny that that is supposed to be uh, that that may have been inspired by the Gungan City. It could have been. Um, it really could have been. I do not know in this case, though, obviously. Um, but uh, skipping down to episode four, since we already talked about <laughs> three, uh, we have the dog rescue, and um, we have. One of the cringiest but funniest lines in Power Rangers dialogue here, and crazy is my middle name. <laughs> like can it I, might be, it might be. Can I just, can <laughs> I just say, fucking, I love Kelsey. Yeah. Kelsey, my second favorite Ranger this season. Yeah, oh, and also another Ranger who needs to be taken down a peg because of recklessness. And she is very reckless in this episode. She's doing her best to be a female Jackie Chan because, um, because when she goes under the truck on the rollerblades, that is that is clearly that is clearly inspired by a stunt Jackie Chan did in one film. I mean, I mean, multiple of his films in which he was like, "Oh, I'm gonna do this, and then I'm gonna go right over here. Oh, yeah. I'm almost gonna <laughs> accidentally fall." But no, there is there is one film where he is on rollerblades and he goes under a truck, and I'm like, I know the one you're talking about. Yeah, yeah, and I'm like, this uh, Kel, that the stunt with Kelsey that had to have been inspired by him. And then, of course, in episode four, we've got stock footage of uh, of the in, the ending of In Space with the Nasada shuttle, <laughs> where where we have the shuttle being taken off. I'm like, no, that is clearly taken from uh, Chase into Space. have a lot of like really super reckless stunts in this season given what the context of what their careers are too you know that's what makes us all the more bizarre but all the more awesome because these are public servants risking their life in quite possibly the dumbest fucking way possible yep um, by dressing up in spandex by dressing up in spandex you know we can't have spandex anymore we gotta make this more streamlined uh <laughs> No, 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 or as one, or as one mentor says in one season, that is not spandex! Cases is not. It, it could be mylar, well, we don't know. 
Yeah. Yeah. Maybe it's Paul. Maybe it's a hundred percent polyester. Oh, one hundred percent washable as well. The stank of just one hundred percent poly. Oh, sorry about that. Oh. Yeah. Give me a so, poly blend at least. <laughs> yeah. Make so, machine washable. Um, yeah, machine washable. That's 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 important as we well. We have a legitimate grabby hands moment here in this episode as well, which was the most hilarious thing. Yeah, yeah, grab the shuttle. Oh my god. But and... there's so much there's so much grabbing from the swords in this episode. It, no, no, a, order, no, order, order. no, not in this episode, in the season. And I, my, my other note here is what in the goddamn Luffy. So I'm guessing we had some really um, stretchy arm punches too. <laughs> yeah. Oh. Oh. Yeah. The uh, where the Mega Sword just punch just punches uh, punches really really hard, and also as well Dana's sword um, being like the Tardis and getting an entire highway cleared. Yeah, I mean it worked. Yeah, I didn't have that as one of my notes, but I'm just uh, that just came to me right now. I'm like, yeah, huh? yeah. How many cars were on that highway? And how did she fit them all in that in that sword? I I really am curious about that. Like I know it's the power of plot, but it is an interesting concept to think about. Yeah. Um. So, episode episode five, a matter of trust. Uh, because like Card, Dana needs to. I feel like Dana should be uh should be the one that would be more inclined to trust her father's decisions, considering. It's her father. Mm -hmm. But nope, she's like, why you let me babysit your old, your, your old fishing buddy uh, when I'm supposed to be helping the rangers? And she, it never occurs to her, like, maybe my father has, has given me this assignment for, because he's, got an, he's the one carrying the fuel source. Uh, again, it's... It's it's a case of situational awareness, being aware of your, and it, it it's just uh of also teaching Dana to try to think more intuitively, and think like, like obviously if 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 my father sent me on this mission mission alone and this has to be important that thought never crossed dana's mind so i i i feel this is also supposed to be a lesson for dana on on critical thinking yeah, yeah. i suppose it definitely was meant to be some sort of a uh, lesson for her because she does seem to think she's the center of the universe a bit um which now that I think about now that you've actually said that, this would have been a good place to put the in the limelight episode instead we'll, of at, at the end of the season. Oh yeah, yeah, but we'll get to that. We'll get to that. But other note I had for here is the uh, is the flip kick from the Megazord. Yep. I, I know you love that. I know you love that, Tyler. Yeah, just, I love the flip kick. It's just I'm gonna 
grind our hands into the ground and then just spin spin around like a like, like a I don't know what you would call it. <laughs> What, the flip kick? Yeah, that flip kick wasn't just like a traditional flip kick. There's a little bit of mm, added to it, you know? I guess it's the um, the Megasaur's equivalent of trying to win a gold medal at the the Pan Global Gymnastics to beat out Kimberly. (laughs) Yeah, uh, Kimberly versus Giant Mech. Who wins? You decide. (laughs) (laughs) I'm going to go to the Lightspeed Megazord. Yeah, I, I honestly, yeah. like, for it being a giant 3,000-pound killing machine, it's definitely more nimble. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, those are all my notes on Episode 5. Now, we get to Episode 6, Wheel of Destruction, Vipers Vipare. Yes, the best thing about this. The Vipare, let's go! It's the stupidest thing in this season. Why That's does the she? Point. It's supposed to be stupid. It's wonderful. Why it's does a... she? It's fucking adaptive from Toku. We are going to have stupid mixed in with the good. And I, love... I know we are, but I hate it. I hate it. It's a car. It. It's a car with a force fi- with a force field. Why that does it makes you see so much? Why <laughs> does? Why does it have a force? Had a force field. What? Why are there flying cars? What? What? Why is a force field the issue? It's not that. It's just it. That's not my main issue of it. What purpose does a demon need a car for? She can teleport. Because she just wants to look cool. Cause fun. You know. It's don't you want to just have fun? If Rocky demons just want to have fun, Luke. Demons just want to have fun. This is not. 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 Rocky. Rocky just wants to have fun and and insult a bunch and insult a group entire group of humans. No, this. I want to burn this car so badly. Okay. Okay. Think of think of it like this, Luke. Um, we. We as humans see cars as a very mundane thing. While teleportation seems more interesting. Meanwhile, teleportation seems more mundane, so driving around in a car may seem more interesting to demon kind. Or thought about that? No, I'm not accepting it. I am gonna I am gonna I am just gonna bash on this car until the end of time. Well I bash on Joel's nuts. Okay. Yes. Okay. I and I, and I, back on Jason. I hate, <laughs> to to put it into context, the Fipari is about as popular with me as Jason is with Tyler. And Joel is with me. And Justin. Yeah. Yeah. I, 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 Actually, that is a that that is a debate. Who do you, who do you find more insufferable, Justin or Joel? Justin, but barely. It is very <laughs> fucking close. I and ironically, I, they both have uh, they both have uh, Jay as the as the star of their name. You know, maybe I just don't like Jays. 
I well, don't know. it doesn't look it doesn't look very good for Jen Scott's from Time Force. Okay, she is the exception. Okay. 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 Jen, I feel like is the one. Right, is the only Ranger that I think Fex would be like. Please step on me. You know, you say that. You say that. But there's also more. Oh, oh, well, oh, I can't, oh, I cannot wait to get to, I cannot wait until we get to, I know I've been saying this through, uh, throughout this whole process, but oh, I just cannot wait until we get to Time Force. It's going to be fun. It's going well, to actually, Time Force is the next season. I know, that's why I'm so excited. And I, I, I don't have to put with the stupid Fipari. We'll never see the Fipari ever again. I hope it comes That's back. That's what you think. Never, never again. Does it come back, Sangetsu? Please. Don't. Never. No. It does not come back. That was a fever dream. It does not happen, Sangetsu. I refuse to accept it. I, well, I can't well, wait until Hasbro makes it an actual thing. Oh. And the toy line. <laughs> you know, give me a okay. deluxe lightning collection figure with Vipra and the Vipari, and I'm going to send it to Luke. <laughs> I, will oh, buy well. I will buy it and send it to him just so he can destroy it for content. <laughs> well, while Luke is having an aneurysm over the, Vi the Vipari, uh, we all, uh, this is where we also get the introduction of the Lightspeed Cycles, which are like the motorcycles that Seemingly, most Power Rangers seasons have. Or like the Go-Karts and Turbo. The Galaxy Gliders, Jet Jammers. Oh, yeah. I, I'm very partial to this one being, you know, a good thing. Um, these were some of the better designed ones, in my opinion. You know, I like the Jet Jammers, but these were really well-designed bikes. Yeah, it does seem I agree like that. that. I'm, more, I'm more partial to the Galaxy Glider. I mean, to be fair, the Galaxy Gliders, that's like, that's in-house. The in-house original. You can't have them flying around on horses, can they? Wait, they were on horses in the Sentai? Yes, in Lost Galaxy. Yeah, the counterpart to Lost Galaxy Ginga Man, yes, they rode around mostly on horses. No, horse no, no, the Galaxy Gliders were in space. The Galaxy Gliders were in space? You're, you're, fi you're thinking about the Jet Jammers. Yeah, that's right. Sorry, the name's similar. Sorry. The whole, you know, the whole galaxy theme. Yeah. Galaxy, galaxy, and then it's just the name change oh, just on galaxy. that alone. Yeah. It was like, oh, we're going to switch it up here with the vehicles. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, so, yeah. Moving away from the Fipari. Um, Cyborg Rangers, Episode 7. Okay. Okay. So, Cyborg Ranger's kicking the shit in. Here comes the military. Carter's shit ra rallying the team. Karma overthinks the military. Oh, yeah. We have one glaring issue in this. I was trying to run through my notes here because I didn't take a lot of this one. Um, the suit actor being visible inside the cyborg. Yeah. I, yeah. I didn't put that down because I thought, figured somebody else, you're probably going to put it down. Yeah. I'm usually the one that puts the glaring issues uh, in the notes. I knew there was one here in the very beginning. I just couldn't remember what episode it was. It's this. It's it's a very obvious, like, they didn't bother to, like, rotoscope out the actor's face at all. They're just like, fuck it. No one's going to pay attention to that. But then they have egotistical assholes like us looking at it. <laughs> um, but, like, this was a good 
robot episode. We seem to have a lot of those in Power Rangers, you know. The counterpart coming in to, you know, replace them. Since, like, Turbo, we've had it. Um, I can't wait for the rapping robot I actually like. Wait, what? <laughs> no, yeah, going to happen. That is, I, I think I know which, I think I know which season you're, you're referring to. I hate the se- I hate the season, but I like him. Uh, yeah, I, I know, I know what you're referring to. We'll, we'll get, we'll get to that when we get to it. Um, Okay, you're terrible at making rap. How much do you want? You are worse than Macklemore. Stop. Again, thanks. How much do you want to see a rap-off between the rapping pumpkin and the Elvis monster? I'll take the 9 mil round on my desk, please. <laughs> honestly, honestly Macklemore is a guilty pleasure. I'm guilty pleasure. Bag. Very, 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 very guilty. I'll yeah. take I'll take literally any emo rapper over Macklemore. Give me fucking Lil Peep over Macklemore. Yeah, but the only note I had for this episode is that um is that there was a glaring there was a glaring issue that um Miss Fairweather, for as cheesy as it, the line is, did point out that the robot rangers don't have a heart. Now, yeah, the line is cheesy, but it does make sense because the the, the robot cy- cyborg rangers are specifically were just combat only, whereas the light speed rescue rangers they're more than just like shoot the demons, we win. I mean, you know, it's a valid strategy, but you need that, you know, what's it called, human element, you know, empathy caring you need you know emotions something that robots tend to not have unless they they're programmed into them but um these didn't have that programmed in and Ooh. ones and zeros mm-hmm. can only go so goddamn far yeah that's the uh, thing they could have used them as like a backup tool it's just like oh the rangers are handling this situation so they can handle this one over here they could and then done... we'll meet back up with them or something like that not they... just use them by themselves that's ridiculous. They could have done, but you have to have the egotistical boss that's like, these are perfect in every way. We'll save money. That's like, what? are we really going to save money? Like, we have a base underwater. We're not going to really save that much by firing them. We're going to save money. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Uh, and also, I've not, I've not said this now, but uh, until now, but. This season, with all the explosions and everything that's happening around, yeah, yeah, it, uh, um, it's amazing that Michael Bay did not direct an episode. It made me think it was a Disney season with how much explosions there were. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, uh, if there's what, if there's one TV show that Michael Bay should have directed for, it ha- it should have been Power Rangers. Don't give him any fucking ideas. He might be part of the reboot. We don't know. I I I, I just want to see. I just want to see him like just direct one episode and see how many explo- just count how many explosions will be in it. Oh, I honestly, I honestly want him a million miles away from Power Rangers. Oh yeah, absolutely. Uh, I, I'm partially joking, Kia, but mostly I'm like, no, he should stay far away from Power Rangers. Like I, I love. Brain dead, boom boom, this shit explodes, pretty colors, you know, action. 
but making that the sole reality of Power Rangers would just be so fucking boring. Yeah, Megaforce. You know, don't let let, him, bit. let him ruin Transformers. You know, because yeah. it fits with giant robots punching the shit out of giant robots and destroying cities. Here's yeah, sure about that. Hasbro was doing that. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> I mean, to be fair, people said Rise of the Beast is actually pretty good. It was, you know, but you also had. I was talking about the figures. Yeah. Ah. Yeah, they they. Oh, Jesus fucking. Yeah, and that's that's something. Uh, and again, it, this this goes back to like the whole they don't have a heart. They they don't have a heart um, line. Is that yeah? Like what Fix said. It's that. Um, Power Rangers, yeah, it's an action series, but there's more to it than just shoot, shoot, bang, bang, pow, 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 as, demonstra- as demonstrated not just in this season, but pretty much the next season that's coming after this one. There is a lot of heart, a, a lot of heart. Exactly. That's what makes this so, this franchise so intriguing. You know, we have we have to have that human element in. All of this, even even the darkest Toku, has a giant portion of it being heart in the human element. You know, no matter how fucking cheesy, no matter how dark it gets, it always has that. Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Michael Bay, don't touch this. Yeah. So now episode eight up to the challenge. Um. Now, um, we we've uh, we've talked about um. Um, um, actors who are surprised, uh, who are like uh, people, like celebrity people who we didn't expect to be in power in power in Power Rangers. Well, in this one, it's one of the biggest surprises that I, until looking on the wiki, I did not know about this. But Bri- Brian, the asshole who's um attacking Chad in this episode, is played by the Deadpool two director. Never thought that would be a thing. Um, yeah. That's going to be like the biggest, cele- big, biggest celebrity that Power Rangers has ever had. Like the, just the regular TV show. Um, so I, I, I just hopped on Twitter for a second. And uh, Resident Evil 4 Separate Ways DLC comes out next week, Luke. Oh, cool. Um, yeah, so I'm going to need to put that on my Steam Deck. <laughs> I wonder what the battery life playing that will be like. <laughs> Probably um, crazy amount. Yeah. Um, we we have one of the coolest little power ups here with that little bump in power to the bike for you know the yellow. Like we have something. I love when individual rangers get these one-off little power ups that you don't really see often so just a random power boost to a single bike is so silly to me i hey hey don't diss the power of bikes i'll diss the power of five parties but i'll never diss the power of bikes why just randomly to the yellow ranger you know you usually see like all of the shit get shoehorned to the red ranger so this was now there are some seasons other than this in which like Yellow gets a hey, like of a super power up. Hey, they're usually bad, but you know they get them. There is a re- there is a reason why why uh, why um effects because this episode aired on April Fool's Day. So you figure, oh, it's gonna go to the Red Ranger, April Fool. 
you know, that makes about as much sense as anything else in Power Rangers. I'll take it as well. <laughs> yeah. But also as well, so, something that's nice in this episode as well is that we have Richard Holfis, a.k.a. Alpha, voicing the monster in his natural voice. So it's nice that we actually get to hear his natural voice for oh, once. Yeah. That is a nice, um, nice little thing we had going on here. And also the fact that uh, in exchange for teaching Tai Chi, we're going to we're going to let my boy know how to talk to girls. <laughs> yep. Because he is clearly horrible about talking to any other woman for now. Except Kelsey. And you know, I ship it. And, uh, you know, um, something he can never have. <laughs> oh, we'll get to that in a bit. Oh, my God. That's so but also funny. as well in uh oh go ahead. I was just saying that's so funny that that was the the give and take for this episode. Um, well, also the give and take of this episode is that Kelsey's recklessness gets her in trouble because she gets caught in the explosion. <laughs> it's like last season we had uh, we had uh, Leo constantly getting stabbed in the back. Now in this season we have the Rangers constantly getting caught in explosions. I mean, normally it's just, you know, the abandoned warehouse district getting caught in them, you know. But now the, the rangers themselves get caught in them. And yep. buildings and, you know, very clearly splitting between two sets of footage with the actors here. <laughs> oh, yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Well, Tom, I don't think the warehouse is abandoned. It's just mostly, oh, yeah, we see the rangers fighting against these monsters. We're getting the fuck out of here. Mm-hmm. We're, we're going to die if we don't just abandon all production. Fuck your capitalist dreams, we're leaving. <laughs> you can make a billion off the fucking insurance policy. Hey, I, th I thought at this time... I thought at this time Power Rangers wasn't Union. <laughs> what uh, fucking insurance? Yeah, it's... Uh, yeah, it wasn't Union at this time. Um, we're, we're mostly sure. talking in-universe. Oh, okay. Oh. Yeah, like you gotta, you gotta stop and wonder. Like, would any like housing or building insurance insure anything in the Power Rangers universe? Well, I know, I know, Angel Grove's probably like most of it is like destitute because the insurance companies probably just left. They're like, fuck this shit. Just like Florida, we're not going insurance. <laughs> well, at least with like, with you know. In like Lightspeed's case, it's like it's by a by beach like front, like the city. So they're gonna stay there regardless. <laughs> oh yeah, Angel Angel Grove is just like almost in the middle of California. Like we're, it's we're leaving. Like the Gotham <laughs> Power Rangers universe too. You know. Yeah, and then I guess Mariner Bay is like Johto, where it's just slightly to the left. Yeah, <laughs> more than likely. Which kind of upsets me because you know, with it being a port town, I would have I would have expected it to be somewhere like in Maine, because that's like a big port city or big port state. Yeah, it's close to the Atlantic Ocean. Yeah. You know, if we're going to put it in DC terms here, since I compared Angel Grove to Gotham, this would be like the Metropolis. <laughs> or whatever the fuck Flash's city is. Oh, fuck. Central City or something? Yeah. It's been a minute since I read a Flash comic. Um, I should probably... 
catch up on that since it's on the DC Universe app. Anyway, this is why this is why my campaign it's going to be taking place in it's going to be taking place in Iowa. No one ever expects Iowa. No one ever <laughs> expects Iowa. Does, does You're Iowa having it. Iowa You're having it there so you can take all the potatoes. It's like it's like if Power Rangers was in the UK, every single season would be uh, would be set in London, and then you and then you'd be like, uh, and then and then Tyler would be like, I'm gonna I'm gonna set the I'm gonna set it in in Liverpool. Nobody expects Liverpool. Actually, I, actually, I probably would have gone Gloucestershire. Oh yeah, I, that actually does make more more sense now because I've mean, I've I've been I, I've been to Gloucester and Gloucester. Yeah, nobody expects them. Again, Rangers for the monsters. They could just shank them to death. <laughs> yeah. Um. So, episode uh, episode nine. Go volcanic. Uh, can we say? Can we say what happens in this episode on YouTube? Uh, which portion? Uh, I, I the can... plot. The plot involving the bus. Eh, fuck it. This isn't going to get any ads anyway. Uh, <laughs> straight up train jacking, but bus jacking, right? Yeah. Yep. Considering the guy pulls out a. This isn't TikTok. He pulls out a gun. Yeah, dude's I'm just got, trying to. I'm just trying to think. Dude's got go the over here. He's he's gonna just you know hijack the bus. Then he ends up saving the day. You know, but uh, having to pay for his actions. Yeah, which uh, which Let's around that whole dilemma there since we're 50 minutes in. I think we're safe. <laughs> yeah, which um, begs the question of like. How long? How long? Yeah, he saved people. Um, so would that would that be a reduced sentence on his part? Despite, no, it's still armed robbery. No. Despite <laughs> how progressive California is, they still have like one of the worst prison systems in the country. So no, he's not. He's not getting leniency for his actions. He, he's okay. going to be locked in a hole somewhere for the rest of his life. Um, ah. Well, because, as you know, he committed armed robbery, which is very serious crime. On the <laughs> scale of all the crimes that have happened in the Power Rangers universe, I think that's a pretty fucking mild one, though. <laughs> well, um, you want you want to know you want to know what my um my head for him is? Is that he did he did get he did get out of he did get out of prison. Um, got and got a third degree in black belt and went and become a stuntman on a on Avengers End Game, and met many of the other Marvel films. And that's not a joke. The actor is a stuntman for many of the Marvel films. Oh, good for him! Yeah, uh, I I I wouldn't be surprised if he was like a stuntman for say um uh for say um Hawkeye. You know, he'd be a great stuntman for the film Bullet Train. Actually, let me see. Was he was he a stuntman for Bullet Train? If if he is, I just literally pulled that out of my ass. Okay, so I, I have done zero research into this man. That would just be hilarious. Um. Um. So Marcus Young. So let's uh let's have a look at it. Uh. <laughs> when did Bullet Train come out? Uh, 
Um, we got the Zord power up here though. Flying train. Flying. Yep. Train. Super train. You love train. the super train, don't you, um, Son Getsu? Yes. Wait, who wouldn't? Oh, I love it. But the, the scene is so amazing. They're like, like, they're like, they're like going up the ramp, and the rangers stuff is like, wait, there. Where is the rest of this ramp? <laughs> yeah, it's um, like where you're going, you don't need no track. But <laughs> uh, by, by by the way, he, um, his last known release film was a film called N Nyada, N Y A D. Okay, but heard of it. he, but he's a stunt. He's a stunt coordinator for the live action Lilo and Stitch film. Hmm. What? Wait, Lilo and Stitch is getting a live action movie? Yeah. Yeah. Oh shit! God damn it! It's not going to be live action either. It's going to be that creepy, like pseudo AI looking CGI, like fucking. Uh, I know, right? And they're going to say, "Oh, it's live action, just like the yeah. King." It's like that's an animated movie. What the hell are you talking about? <laughs> yeah, yeah. The dude, the uh, that that. Yeah, for 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 again, I've got to say this because this was this this tweet that we saw made no sense. Like anybody who's been anyone who's been on Power Rangers, um, uh, automatically their career is over. And this guy basically um te tears up that tweet because. Uh, just looking at his um, stunt work, he's done a lot of films. Luke, there are so many cases in which you have pointed out yourself throughout us watching it that that is an utter fucking lie. Yeah, I know. Like, there, if people just did like two seconds of research on Wikipedia, they would be able to be like, "Oh, maybe I'm talking on my goddamn ass crack." Mm-hmm. They love to read. <laughs> Exactly what you fall into, and I do too sometimes. Twitter drama. Yeah, it's like it's either saying, "Oh, because they were in Power Rangers, that means their career's going nowhere," or the whole bullshit like that I hear at least once a year. It's like, did you hear? They're gonna tear up the contract with Toei. You know, it's Illuminati. What? 100% of the time talking out their ass because they have one dude who was who very low on the totem pole. You know, who probably isn't even who probably isn't even a fan of um, Power Rangers and Super Sentai. I mean, he worked on it. Uh, the dude that used to feed them, you know, Scoop. But he also doesn't anymore. So any bullshit that he was feeding them at the time was just that outdated bullshit. Um, I, I no, this was an outdated bullshit. This was like the thing that you would hear almost every other year if you were a Toku fan. It was like, oh, it's that time of year again. It's time for the Toei's gonna rip up the Toei's gonna have the contract ripped up or some shit. And I mean, we do progressively get more and more involved in like original footage as we've gone but which i'm fine with but that's but that's the one thing that's not gonna happen because we already have the past suits they yeah. can't use the past suits without that contract yeah right. you know, um if we do like how simon was talking go a lot more original with the reboot then maybe that would have some more credence but we're not going to go fully 
you know, original. No, I'm talking about toys. I'm talking about more than just the show itself. They can't sell toys based off of Mighty Morphin exactly. without that. And they yeah. do not want to lose that money because we see every other fucking week there's a new Mighty Morphin toy or a new, you know, Turbo toy or any of the other fucking what? goddamn seasons of Power Rangers. Can I, uh, is there a toy? I've got to ask. Because if there is, I will buy it. I will buy it right away. Is there a toy for the giant for the giant Power Rangers pizza? No. Why would it? Because that, that is stupidly awesome in my book. Be like an awesome like um like well, like figure Seven, they could have done. Super Seven made the goddamn green uh green candle version of Tommy. So who knows? Maybe three, four years May. down the line. Oh please, please, Hasbro, bring that out. The beautiful cheesy deep dish of Power Rangers pizza. <laughs> It wouldn't be it wouldn't be Hasbro that did something like that. It'd be exactly. It'd be somebody else doing it. It'd be like Super right. Seven or um, but yeah, um, my only other note. Show. I don't know. Maybe, uh, but my only other note for this uh, for the volcanic episode um is demons having a boner for fire-based monsters uh, because up until this point it's just been just constant fire-based monsters could you blame them like luke they're like they're all like they want like you know mostly land so it's like oh volcanoes and stuff that makes more land we don't have to deal with water as much oh yeah we we have that and we do know that there's only like one uh that is you know aquatic in the demons yeah we'll get to that one in a in a in a little while but i'm just gonna say who who are the demons working for maxi from team from team magma they probably would because they love land i love land so much now i've just got this mental image of just um loci um diabolical and viper um using a ritual to summon groudon yeah, summon Groudon, and then he get to he gets to take a ride in the car. Do, do not have Groudon in the Vipari. Do not, do not have that lizard. Get in the Vipari. <laughs> if, if I if I knew how to edit stuff, yes, I would do it in a heartbeat. Hey. You know, comments, make that in torture Luke with it. Tag him at Lasher Luke. No, no, do, do not draw Groudon in the fight party. Oh my god, that oh, I've that somebody is gonna do it. Oh, I can get that commission. DM me a bill at Vex I will pay for that gladly, just to make Luke's life hell for a day. <laughs> uh, but yeah, so. Rising from the Ashes, episode uh, 10, we have Joel um, sort of turning himself around because he's uh, expressing concern that Miss Fairweather is doing too much work. Yeah, well, um, here, that's, um, let me go down my, my notes for Joel here. Uh, Fairweather continues to deal with Joel's Riz Rasmus. I, I want that on Urban Dictionary so bad. <laughs> Uh, and I, I just want Joel to die horribly. <laughs> of course you do. I, I feel uh, like that's a note, like, six times in this. Um, but also, do we count the ending of this episode as a Joel win? We do not. We do not. He got, 
he got to have dinner with Miss Fairweather. Even if it was, we all, they all got the, they all got it. So it's not even a, it's not even a partial W. He mistook her hints as like a one-on-one -on -one date when it was just her inviting everyone to dinner. No, I think it was one of those moments in which she was like, "All right, everybody, can you help me mess with Joel?" It's like, yeah. Say less. That's I what happened. <laughs> Let's it was an inside job. Every time those moments come up, it was an inside job. And she's like, all right, it's time to mess with Joel. Actually, I like, I like that idea more. Yes. A, a, a troll, troll your harasser. Your riz rasser. You know, you know what? Have that, have that on a, a t-shirt, um, Fex. Troll Joel. Try saying that five times fast. Troll Joel, troll Joel, troll Joel, troll Joel, troll Joel. I I just cannot like this man. I'm sorry. Like, uh, I, I, there is just it, he exudes that energy of the dickhead you can't put up with at work. Yeah. He and also he has an ego the size of the aqua base, which said because he was a he was a stunt you know he was a stunt guy and he was always the head of everything. He's but now in this situation, he's the yeah, in this situation now, he's not the head of anything. He's just the side guy, like, doing the support stuff. Yeah, I, I honestly don't think there's a more apt comparison than he is literally fucking Johnny Cage. Like, that that describes him perfectly well. Like, uh, So, do you, do you want Diabolical to rip his heart out? Finish him! Smash his $500 sunglasses. Oh, God. Why, why am I quoting the 93 movie? Ugh. Ugh. Got a bad taste in my mouth. That's not the cigarette. <laughs> <laughs> but, yeah, so now we can move on to um, possibly, possibly the darkest um, part of the season. Yeah. With um, episode 11 from Deep in the Shadows, beginning um, with... Um, the first original Power Ranger, the Titanium Ranger. So thoughts on the first original Ranger, guys? I, I so much. I love him. <laughs> I I I I really like Ryan. Yeah, um, he's, de he's definitely in the upper echelons of my favorite Sixth Ranger. Yeah. Oh yeah. Absolutely. Like this is this is the uh, this is the one part of Lightspeed Rescue I uh, I vividly remember grow growing up uh, watching parts of uh, where we had the whole introduction of Ryan as the Titanium Ranger, um, and then, and I love when when he steals the Titanium Morpher. There's a there's a cool the you have the cool P POV. You see it from his perspective going around the base. I found that really uh, one of the more well done shots of uh, of the season mm -hmm. that they did this they did not have to do this they made his visor the v which is the v for Goku. yeah <laughs> and and they also had the freelancers going up against the v visor well that that part was like made sense because it was in also in the, that show too but i'm mostly talking about his helmet yeah uh, yeah that 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 is that is pretty cool, but uh, it's just 
yeah, it's just a shame um, because uh, of of um, having uh, of having Ryan because even though he's a cool ranger and they uh, and they uh, obviously did their best to make uh, make his story make his story emotional and impactful. It just it's just a shame because he is an original ranger and therefore less Sentai footage and therefore more costs needed. So. Really? It's just weird. It's just it's really the opposite effect of the Green Ranger. It's so well, the weird. Green, the Green Ranger, it um, he had a lot of footage that they could use. Because Not he, really. If you if you really thought about it, he really didn't have that much footage because it was just either it was like, all right, it's time for me to fight these monsters for like two minutes. All right, go back into the room. Out the monster grew up big. Time to get out of the room. Time to fight the monster with the with the with the Caesar. With Caesar. Um oh yeah. Time to play my flute. Come yeah. out, Caesar. I mean they could have just done uh, like a couple like uh, but then now that I think about it growing older, it's like even a ten second shot of just Ryan in the uh, in the um suit would have uh, would have been um would have cost a bit as well, and it's like, mm, yeah, it's it's a it's a shame that it's a shame. But they did the best of what they could do with him, uh, like because, like I said, it's probably the darkest moment of the season because you have you finally get the whole backstory on like um, the whole Mitchell family, and I had that in the next episode, Truth Discovered, really dark, tragic moment for for the Mitchell family of, um. Mitchell of Captain Mitchell having to make the tough decision of like either I let my son die or I sacrifice him to the devil. And it's like, what would you do in that situation? I'm saying myself. Also, I wanted to make a point. There is technically more footage of the Magna Defender. Like, I'm I'm being serious. Like, in, you know, in the original Sentai, than there is of like, you know. The Green Ranger. <laughs> that wow, that is insane. But yeah, what would uh, yeah, what would you do in that situation if you um if it doesn't have to be a son, it doesn't have to be a son. Like if you had a family member, like a close family member, and you were in the same situation as Mitchell, and it's like I either let this family member die or sacrifice the devil. What would you do? It, that's a hard decision because you know. Yeah. I feel like this is definitely like a bit of a catch twenty two. Yeah. For and me, I would be looking around. It's like it's like you being serious right now. Well, yeah, because the only thing that <laughs> no, 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 I'd be like, JC, are you serious right now? You're trying to test me. Yeah. Uh, All right. Guess we got to drop then. <laughs> but yeah, I it 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 probably. It's probably like the one decision that I think Mitchell regrets um, his whole life, which is helps explain why he lied to Dana about Ryan being dead. Because at that point, he might as well have been dead. Um, I mean, it probably was probably uh, easier for him to say that than just being like, "Yeah, I sacrificed over to the devil." Yeah, that like the, I think that would kind of change things. 
sorry, my idiot cat decided to... Yeah, the Rangers probably would have used more holy water and stuff. <laughs> uh, yeah, I think my cat needs that. But the holy water cannot work on the car. <laughs> but, uh, it kind of opens up a bit of a plot hole here about, uh, about this whole, is that... Yeah, Diabolical comes and is like, I could say I could save Ryan, but he belongs to me. But weren't you sealed away, Diabolical? <laughs> he wasn't free and the other ones were sealed. We don't know that. No no, he was he was sealed away because he was one of the demons that when those um, grave robbers opened it, he was the one of the demons to escape, so it's kinda like a bit like, Yeah, you're meant to be sealed away, Diabolical, but because of the tragedy, we'll we'll let it slide. But we remember that time in which, like, he was in the monster like graveyard, and it's like, wait, you didn't have the key at the time. How did you get there? It's demon magic. We don't have to explain. Exactly. You could have just used it for the mess with people. <laughs> it's like, all right, my physical body can't be out, but I can at least like astro project and grab stuff. So let me mess with this family. That's, that's <laughs> point, honestly. Like, we don't know to what extent they were sealed. Were they, like, sealed just physically, or were they sealed physically and spiritually? Like, there's a lot of ground for what the fuck could possibly go on here. So, I'm not going to question it too much in the infinite sea of things that could be questioned in this season, you know? Um, yeah. Um,. But also, also as well, there's kind of a bit of a plot hole here because um, it said it um, it said you will not see your son again until his twentieth birthday, and he's like eight at the time. And then Mitchell says, "I've been waiting twenty years." It's like make up your mind, Mitchell. <laughs> Although I'll give him I'll give him a pass because he's probably going through some PTSD. Mm -hmm. Or or maybe he just hasn't seen him, and this is you know. I don't fucking know. Man, yeah. There's, there's, that is a big one. Um, but it's, it's so, it's still um, probably, like I said, probably the darkest moment of the season. Uh, I mean, there's one a little bit further up. Um, I, I, I respect the fact that right around the time that the emo movement was getting really, really popular, this was, you know, emo and ranger moment. So props for that. Yeah. Um, but uh, moving on to what I consider the darkest moment, the the appearance of the tattoo in the next episode. Oh yeah, I like like so. This is the moment I remember from uh, from when I was a kid. I don't remember how um how it got resolved. Um, so this this was my first time experiencing that. But I do I do remember the cobra. Yeah, there's like I looked at that like it, like while we were watching it, and it was like. They really did. This is like the sixteen candles. Wow. I mean, sorry, not sixteen. The green candle, but you know, the original version of it. Yeah. Um, and I just put here as my note for that. How much more dark are we going to get with Ryan with the Cobra? Sorry about the sixteen candle thing. Yeah. I was thinking about. Um, oh, I want to rewatch that, and so uh, I confused it with the green candle. Yeah. Um, candle. I'll be back. I'm having brain fart. Yeah, and I'll be back in a second. Just bear with All me. Right. Okay. Okay. So, in this batch, uh, we have 
the bomb feather plot, right? So having to go around yeah. and collect all these explosive feathers from the monster of the week, which is an interesting concept where they're just essentially letting all of these feathers loose, these pretty feathers in the middle of the park and everywhere across uh, Mariner Bay, which of course, you know, like, especially kids are going to grab, like, oh, you know, pretty feather, let me gather them and, you know, do arts and crafts with them or whatever kids do nowadays. Uh, <laughs> but you have to destroy or dispose of them all before a certain time period, otherwise, kaboom. It's such a clusterfuck of an episode with that. So, yeah, it's a yeah. good strategy. It's just like it's like let's do this. It's a good thing they did it now instead of like in the future because kids would have not given a crap about the feathers and just left them there. Yep, they will. <laughs> Here, collect all these feathers and we'll give you a V Bucks gift card. That's how you get them. You know, just incentivize the kids, I guess. <laughs> You want incentivize them? It's like, yeah, you collect all these, you get free codes for like Call of Duty. Yeah. You, you wanna, you wanna go around Warzone dressed as Nicki Minaj? We'll buy the, we'll buy the pack for you if you just get this. Hey, you know, I, I, that one I would actually believe because like Snoop Dogg's fucking. You want it? No, Nicki Minaj you, is shit in Warzone. What? Yes. Yeah, I saw. Uh, what have I missed? We were we were talking about like how this plot would work in the future. <laughs> I thought uh, you made this the, shit the, up. The the like... the, co the cobra plot. No, the feathers being the MacGuffin for the episode. Oh my! Yeah, exploding or, feathers. Or, no, I'll send you. A or for, or for a bunch of or for a bunch of middle aged. Age moms, hey, can you hand me that feather? I'll get you that pink ghost blanket that was went viral on TikTok. Oh God, no, please. Just buy me the shark onesie, and I'll be your little feather collecting bitch. I don't care. <laughs> shark uh, onesie. Yeah, there's a shark onesie that's going to like really viral on the TikTok shop, or maybe it's just my algorithm showing it. No, I know, I know which one you refer. I I know what you're referring to. No, that is going that that shark onesie is like super popular. Okay, here here you go. I'll uh, take your word for it. I I don't be on the web like that much to even. Know. I'll take your word for it too. I. I stopped really going on TikTok to try to avoid doom scrolling. Yep. I just shitpost on there now. Um, but it's uh, very, very interesting to see like all these feathers being collected up. And then we see the, the moment here where Ryan's like, do I risk it, you know, potentially getting strangled by this cobra tattoo? Or do I just let my fellow rangers deal with this? Eh, fuck it. No morph. Hashtag YOLO. Yep. Uh, and then we continue. <laughs> uh, continue going down on the the tattoo plot line here, where the threatening for the baby being, you know, the cute little baby demon takes over the power. The baby. Mama. 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 Sadly, he did not turn into a car. Yeah, 
uh, sadly did not turn into the amorphous blob from uh, Resident Evil 8. Sadly did not turn into a smoked ham and pimento cheese sandwich. Only Pacific. Uh, yeah, and I'm just, uh, I'm just like throughout uh, up until this point, like Diabolical's just like, oh, if I, oh, I want to kill, I want to kill this infant so that I he doesn't get all my powers, and then they're like, what are you doing? Uh, nothing. We can't. It's like, are you trying to kill your brother? It's like, no, 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 we're not no. even brothers in this series. That's the other one, and they're like, okay, yeah, go ahead. Uh, <laughs> I swear to God, in piss, I will give you a post term abortion. Oh God. You know, there's just a, an infinite amount of dumpsters to Family Guy. This shit, okay? Just, just go with yeah. that. Uh, by, by the way, I've just, just got. Right I'm just thinking, like all the monsters after they're defeated, they're just in the Family Guy depots and then explode. Um. By the way, I've just got to say one thing: Max Solar Sword, coolest single sword. That's the that's the bait. <laughs> it, it's it's a solar powered shuttle that gets that gets rocketed into space uh, to be powered up by the sun. Like what's and it's blue and silver. That two of the coolest them. Um, well, silver's technically not a color, but you get the point. Silver's a silver's both a metal and a color. Okay, me. then silver and blue, silver and blue, two of the coolest colors that go together. Sword, you know, I won't say it's the coolest one, but it is a good one. Uh, and then obviously, we have uh, we have more grabbing of swords. Car, grab onto my sword. <laughs> oh, god, right? Yeah, what, what? in all of this, can we just talk about how? Many times, Connor nearly eats shit in the these two episodes. Like he yep. gets his shit stomped in repeatedly from episode fourteen to fifteen. So much that I had to make a double note of it. Nearly dying in this shit. <laughs> like I, I'm shocked. That we have this repeated thing where, like, Red Rangers nearly die early on in the series just to see them become, like, the most well-versed, except for Lost Galaxy. Where oh, yeah, where, where in that season it's just, we're going to shoot the Red Ranger in the back. Consistently. But he does get more, you know, skilled in combat in that season. It's just he can't fucking leave his back to a wall or just it's constantly exposed but every other season like the red ranger you know gets their shit kicked in and then you kind of just have moments where like oh i learned how to fight on the go and it's even funnier when you think about it in this context where it's a firefighter fighting demons hand-to-hand -hand combat and with giant fuck off you know lasers too <laughs> by the way, uh, by the way, speaking of that, Tyler, you um, uh, just to go off on a side tangent here. You potentially found a uh, a death battle opponent for Carter. Uh yeah. Uh, it's currently just in the in the like this might work, uh, depending on where his opponent scales in his in the verse. 
But I have Carter Grayson versus Akitaru Obi from Fire Force. Obi, Obi, Obi. No, no, no. You know what would happen? You know what would happen, um, Fex? Carter would tackle him unmorphed and shove him into a chasm. Yeah, because, like, like, the whole thing with Obi is that he is one of the few uh, firefighters in the verse that doesn't have, like, any special powers. And Carter's one of the few rangers who has big, big enough balls to... To, to, ta- to take on demons unmorphed. Yeah, because I had that um, as one of my notes for episode um, 17, Olympia's Ascent. Uh, so we have the Cocoon of Doom. <laughs> uh, we have Carter head charging into Olympias to prove his badass credentials. And when um, Olympias has disguised himself as the other rangers, we have... Re- creepy rangers went evil because they do look creepy when Olympias is disguised as they're, them. No, no, they just look like they're really ashy. Uh, yeah, and surprisingly, the voice actor for Olympias was seventy-one when he did this. That was that was surprising. And yeah, of course, Carr, after realizing, wait a second, Joel, you're not Joel, you're Olympias. I'm gonna tackle you into this water. Unmorphed. Oh, yeah. Like, holy shit. The, the fact that he's willing to do all this dumb shit unmorphed is hilarious. But it just shows how much, it just shows how awesome, how awesome he is and just how sheer determined he is to the task. Yeah, I mean, that, that comes back to that taking initiative thing that we've been talking about. Like, he is willing to risk everything to make sure everyone else is safe, which is the key trait for a ranger. Like, self-sacrifice is one of the big things that you see consistently throughout the franchise. Um, Brought up the thing of, like, what happens if they get in the water? (laughs) Yeah, they get electrocuted. And me, me, like Luke talked about, and theorized that maybe, like the the stronger the demon is, like the more the effect, like the sea has on him. That would actually make a lot of sense. I guess I nicknamed the baby "Little Furby Fucker" um, in my notes. He does uh, kind of look like a Furby. He does. I, I he, he looks like he's related to Seymour, which I hate bringing that up because I despise Seymour. Kind of does look like that. Uh, a mix between Seymour, uh, Furbus, and a Furby. No one's gonna. Make the heck's it. a Furbus? Uh. Uh. This thing. From Mass Rider. Oh god, do we have to be reminded of uh, a friend in need? I'm putting it in mod stuff. Okay. I guess we do. Yeah. Uh, come on, image. You might have to click it. It's just shared directly from the Google uh, search bar. Here. Uh, that's fine. Oh god! Oh, this abomination. Yeah, never show that again. Oh, guys, come on. We it's like, we gotta have a cute mascot for no fucking reason. 
we can make it through this after Power Rangers, we can make it through Mask Rider and Mystic Knights of Tignagnor. No, no, we're not no, watching that. No, we've got, we've got to, we've got to have me suffer through the whole of Naruto after this. You chose to do that, ain't you? I know, I know, I know, but congratulations, okay? I know, I know. Honestly, I do have ideas for what I wish to have Yin's experience, but uh, that's a topic for oh, after we're done. Yeah. So, monsters combine strong, uh, train goes boom, the battle skirt mode activates. This is where we see the Solar Zord kind of just, you know, become the belt, the cod piece, if you will. At least it's not the stupid helmet, Tyler. Do you remember that? Dragon Sword in fighting mode. Oh yeah, stupid fucking hat. Troll. <laughs> uh, shape shifting demon infiltrates base via throwing self on floor. I'm trying to remember the context of that one here. Oh right, doesn't he just kind of just melt to the floor? In the yeah, floor? yeah, he <laughs> does. Yeah. And then just transforms into every fucking ranger possible to get the key card to deactivate the security features of the base. Yeah. Yeah, it's all coming back to me. This one was a little earlier on in our watch. Even though it was a quick watch, it's been over the period of, like, a couple weeks. Um, and we watch a massive falcon punch at the end of this. Which yeah. is just... I am a man! Oh, boom! Oh god, I don't know. Um, but yeah, the episode after that, my favorite Lightspeed episode, and one of my favorite Power Rangers episode, A Face from the Past. Mm -hmm. Where the Rangers officially get their day off, but because Kai is Kai, he cannot take a day off, he has to keep on training. So and, joins him. Yeah, and Mitchell has to sit down and say to him, like, look, I took a day off every once in a while, which is a great message for every single YouTuber today. Not just YouTubers, like in general. Take your days off. Use that PTO. You know, take that vacation to the Bahamas. Go, go commit tax fraud. Uh, but, I mean, maybe but, but, but no, no, <laughs> but no, no, no fake, fakes. They can't. They can't. They have to keep. They have to keep making videos every day. That's how, because otherwise YouTube has to be um, mean to them. Yeah, uh, otherwise they get kicked the in the pants. At one point, but I don't think that's the case at the moment. It's a little bit more lenient now, but it's still, like, you have to at least be somewhat consistent. Otherwise, you're still going to get algorithmically tanked. Uh, case in point, us. Uh, <laughs> yeah, but still... But still, the message is quite clear. It's like uh, I've always, I've always seen this episode as like Car's turning point because after this episode, he kind of mellows out. Even though he's still a badass, he's like, I'm gonna, I'm gonna take it easy every once in a while. Oh yeah, and uh, it's it's a very much needed thing because he gets to figure out like who saved him that day. Through yeah, this which, which spoilers is Captain Mitchell. Originally, I thought, you know, they kind of, because I had never watched this entire season, uh, and because Rocky became a firefighter, and the the grand scheme of things through, like, the expanded, like, once and always stuff, 
I thought maybe it was Rocky that saved him, you know. And that that would have been an interesting twist. Right. That would have been. You know, to tie it all back, because we even seen like Mariner Bay mentioned in like the Bandora Protocol, right? Yeah. So I figured that was their way of tying it in, but no, it was just like a little random Easter egg. And uh, Mitchell, per you know, was the one that saved him. Yeah, personal head cannon Rocky. Uh, Rocky um, uh, worked with Captain Mitchell at one point. Possible. Yeah, considering uh, considering in this episode, um, it, I get I guess because Mitchell technically um, never retired as a firefighter, so he just um, he's doing Lightspeed Rescue as sort of like a side project, but he's still technically a firefighter on the job. That's why he can just put on a um, firefighter suit and get involved. I mean, I don't think most public servants actually retire either. They just go to like the volunteer status, you know, if they were originally like salary. Yeah. You know, you Cause, can call me if you need me, kind of thing. Yeah, because I I watched a review of this set of this episode and he was uh, and the guy was confused that like, wait, can Mitchell do that? Can he just pop up on a firefighter suit? And I'm I'm guessing he can because technically he's still on the clock as a firefighter. He it was never established that he retired to do light speed rescue. Yeah, I mean, it, it kind of plays into, like, the different divisions of the government as well. Like, we see many, 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 many side projects for various organizations. You know, now we have shit declassified that even we thought was conspiracy theories back in our day. Um, so, you know, he could have been a part... In this universe, I could a light speed could be, you know, one of those pet projects that's also got like all these emergency responders, you know, kind of answering to them as well, you know, as the cover for light speed in a way. Um, you could take it a lot of different ways. I always like diving into the more obscure at times. Um, yeah. Um, but also, one of my other notes for this episode was uh, what Mitchell said to Carter of just like, Her heroes are only human. And it makes perfect sense for him to say that, considering uh, what like what we said about how he had to make that difficult decision with Ryan. Yeah. Um, and uh, I did um, take one of uh, take one of my um, comments that I put on, uh, on a video about the reveal um, that was on YouTube, um, which uh, it's one of my notes, um, which basically boils down to we're only human, and sometimes we need to have wind down time and let our bodies heal so that we can be the best to be our best. That's uh, basically what Mitchell is saying to Carter is like, yeah, you're doing enough already. Go and relax. And this leads into one of my personal favorite headcanons that makes perfect sense. Captain Mitchell saved Carter's life after he had lost Ryan's Diabolical and he probably made a foul to never fail to save a child again after what happened. Yep. Probable. Yeah. Um, but that's my fan theory and I'm sticking with it because it just makes perfect, it makes perfect sense for his character. And possibly... Um, more than likely, he has been watching over Car uh, Car and thinking like this guy. He's going to be a great firefighter. Oh yeah, there's definitely been some like watching in the background, albeit it's a little bit creepy. But you know, I kind of understand him wanting to take interest in somebody that he rescued. I figure a lot of you know 
public servants do that, you know, make sure they kind of follow down the right path that they see potential in them. Yeah. Um, it wouldn't it wouldn't surprise me that after Carl finishes education, Mitch will put in a recommendation recommendation for him to like, hey, come and join potentially his squad like Mitchell was probably like the head of uh squad of firefighters and he probably put in a recommendation for cards to join mm -hmm. oh yeah it, it's definitely probably that and i um i gotta bring up one thing that i found absolutely adorable in this as well uh we we had to save jeremy the teddy oh yeah jeremy <laughs> Like, Good old Jeremy. We we had to save Jeremy. You know, I, I I just find it so wholesome that we took the time to save a fucking teddy bear in the middle of all of this too. And hey, yeah. hey, hey! Uh, I I've just turned to my I've just turned to my um my right. There's uh, uh there's a teddy bear on uh, on one of my shelves in my room. So we need to save all the teddy bears. I mean, I'm literally a foot from like seven different plushies at any given point. So I can't say anything. Um, yeah. Um, but yeah, there was also one other thing about that review that I saw that made me head scratch. Uh, that made my head scratch when he complained about Ryan being buried in the sand by Dana. I'm just like, clearly you've never had any siblings or any cousins who have done that to you. Because that is basic sibling interaction 101. You go to a beach thinking, hey, there's the sand here, there's this giant hole, I'm going to put my sibling in it. I mean, that's pretty common for anybody that I knew that had siblings, is just like to torture them for fun. <laughs> yeah. So I'm just like, I have no idea what that guy's getting on about. Yeah. That's one of the, like, times. Yeah, like, like. That's basically my interaction with my younger sister. Bingo. Yep. So wait, did your younger sister bury you in the sand at one point? No, we just torture each other for fun. Okay. Uh, but yeah, really good, really good episode. Strong message, and I love it. Yeah. Uh, next one, on the other hand, we. Uh... <clears throat> We have it in opening with Joel singing "Fucking Country." And okay, as much as I, I actually found what... that like a little bit funny, like, I like found how I... everybody else was annoyed. Um, <laughs> but um, but I also but I also find it uh, I also find it a little bit wholesome as well because cards that not being the stoic guy, he's just being like, yeah, smiling, but it's like, can you turn it down, Joel? I don't. Mind, I, guess, I don't mind the music, mind. but please stop the singing. <laughs> yeah, um, I just put um, Joel's country music should be outlawed. I said, please give Joel a felony. <laughs> yeah, uh, but yeah, this is the episode where Banshira returns to being the um, the demon statue because it really does look like she's just a statue. Oh yeah. They're fighting a demon statue. Well, I mean, at that point, she's a bust. I mean, maybe, maybe she had giant racking when she had her full body the first time. I don't know. We also, um, this episode was just like a GTA com chaos mod going on. Nothing made sense the entire episode because it was just all over the place and 
shit exploding and various different directions. But uh, so much, so much so that Ryan realized, oh crap, I can't be the Titanium Ranger anymore. I'm gonna go and leave and find a way to trap the demons. But you know, this is usually around the time where we see the Sixth Ranger go on their sabbatical because we're running out of footage. Only we create the footage this time around. Um, so it made no fucking sense whatsoever. <laughs> yeah, he could have just stayed. Like, <laughs> but we also tried to tie up a monster. Like, like why? Of all the shit, did you try to introduce the the fucking the monsters into like bondage? Come on now, they don't need any more. Yeah, tie him up. That tie him up like he's like Wonder Woman in the the, the early. <laughs> Wonder well, you want to know you you want to know what's uh, you want to know what's funny as truth work on you, Wonder Woman. The answer is yes, it does work on her. <laughs> by the way, well, guys, you... I'm by. <laughs> yeah, uh, yeah, but you want to know what's funny about this episode as well? If you go on the wiki for this episode, The Queen's Return, there's actually a video of Ryan's actor doing filming some behind the scenes. Oh my god, really? Okay. Yeah. I'll, I'll put I'll put it in the mod VC. I'll have to look at that later. Um, but yeah, we had some really rough green screening in this one too. I I made a note of it. Um, mostly like explosions, um, battle footage, and really just all over the place. You know, I think we I took the screenshot of it where it was like triple rotoscoped in in our uh, mod chat. No, that was for that was for the team up. Yeah, the team up. Okay. Yeah, that was the team up explosion. Yeah. So, um That's a prevailing thing here too. Then. Uh really rough. Oh my god. Um but anyway. Yeah. Just really rough green screen in there. Um Viper actually had some good line delivery in this as well, I made note of. Um which is such a rarity that it's noteworthy. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, oh, she, oh, now she learns how to act. She has this, and then when she gets her powers taken, or life, I should say. Yeah, little late for that, little late for that for now, Viper. Yep. We still have the car. The memories no. of it. All the memories. I, I, I swear, I swear to God, I swear to God, if I watch that behind the scenes again, uh, uh, and I, and the five parties there, I'm gonna flag that figure I so badly. I am gonna flag that figure so badly. All the memories make me want to go back there, back there. No. Yeah, all the memories of the five parties. Make me want to go back. No! There was not even one for the original season, so you are safe from getting gift bombed with a toy. Um, okay, good, good. That doesn't mean something. There's like, there was stuff that wasn't the toy before and then are now. Mm -hmm. Like certain monsters. Yeah, like, we never had, um, like, I don't think we ever had, like, Dino Charge villain figures until the Lightning Collection, even. Which is sad. Yeah, because Dino Charge looks okay. Dino Charge, yeah. Dino Charge, uh, as, um, as, um, Angry Video Gamer put it about, um, the American Godzilla versus the film that came after it, 
Dino Charge was like a can of air, air freshener after someone took a massive dump. That's fair. That's fair, honestly. Uh, yeah, it is It is in my top 10 seasons for that Dino Charge. Um, but, yeah. Uh, so, after Ryan leaves, we have the Omega Project, which introduces the Omega Mega Sword. And I hate that name. Um, Actually, I actually had this Megazord. I'm partial to the name because it just sounds—it just sounds cool to say the Omega Mega Sword. And whenever it defeats a monster, I can just say, "Now that was a mega win." Do not say it. Do I not say that. Mega win. <laughs> Do not say that. That was an Omega Mega win, Luke. <laughs> that was an Omega Mega win. Oh, yeah, and uh, and also as well in this episode. Uh, if anybody who hates Joel uh, as much as Fex and many of us do, I don't hate him as much. I feel like Fex is the one that hates him the most. But uh, anyone else who hates Joel as much but as... Hate him, Fex... I just find him funny. I, I well, honestly... Wait. Yeah, yeah. Well, anybody who hates Joel as much as Fex does, he has probably the biggest L in this episode. <laughs> Cousin got to go on a date with Fairweather before him, <laughs> which, uh, which I can't decide if uh, if that is creepy or or funny. I mean, it's funny, but it is a little creepy. You know? oh, it wasn't like a date date. You know? I, guess, like... I guess it's more like a play play date sort of thing. Yeah. That's the so, they had here. It, yeah, yeah. It can't. I mean, it can't be any creepier than than. The, then um, the film Blank Check. Yeah. Hello? Yeah. Uh, but yeah. I'm just talking about you, Mom. Oh. Um, so yeah. We... Uh, so yeah, we have... Uh, so yeah, we have Joel's awfully active cousin going on a date with Miss Ferrer. Uh, uh, let's, let's not discredit this kid. He's still a better fucking actress than, uh, actor than fucking Viper. Okay. Oh, absolutely. I mean, that is true. A- absolutely, absolutely. He is like the wet, like one of the best kid actors like we had like in Power Rangers history at this point. Okay, fair enough. Um, fair enough. Besides, like a, a certain ranger. Yeah, fair enough. Fair enough. Um, but yeah, so we have the creepy or enduring ending picket. Pick whichever you find it, but it's just—it's just nice to see Joel get the uh, get the biggest L. Oh yeah, it, it was just so refreshing for me. It warmed my cold little heart. Um, <laughs> uh, I found funny is like him pouting because he like the kid because his cousin told him about the asteroid and he couldn't do it because she because she wouldn't listen to him. I'm just like oh. Yeah, here we go. Let me break into this government building. Show the, the show them what the hell's going on, and then get a win over my stupid adult cousin, and then also just rubbing his dumb little face while I go take his you know love interest on a date to the planetarium. Big ups yeah. to that cousin. Um, yeah, uh, that that co- that cousin is gonna get all the ladies when he's older. <laughs> Or just this will be his peak, and then he'll turn into a Reddit incel poster. Uh, there is no in between oh. there. 
<laughs> oh yeah. Um. So yeah. Um. And now we get on to the fifth crystal, aka I call bullshit on the grandmother. Thank you. <laughs> what is with Power Rangers and psychotic grandmothers? Trend. Uh, I hate this trend. <laughs> like we we see it open with her being a total piece of shit to her granddaughter. And then by the end of it, she's having this massive change of heart. Where, like, my granddaughter's the most important thing. Fuck the crystal. I'm going to steal a forklift and run it into a fucking monster. So, committing... what? Well, yeah, and also, what is it with grandmothers in Power Rangers committing crimes? I mean, when they're that old, do you really care if you're spending, you know... To be fair, if, like, a monster is attacking my family member, I would probably steal a forklift, too, and try to run the monster over. Yeah, but... This is the grandmother we're talking about. <laughs> and Kelsey's grandma we're talking about, who... I can't decide who is who is worse. Um, Kelsey's grandmother, or... Um, was it Cassie's grandmother who was no, the... It was actually, but uh, oh, Kelsey's I... worse by a landslide. Yeah. What? Also, that... Also, this is like the second time a Yellow Ranger's grandmother has been uh, has been committing crimes, which isn't a lot, which isn't often, but it's weird that's happened twice. Yeah, for now. Oh god. <laughs> oh, oh boy! Can't wait to see it happen with Katie and Taylor and Dustin. Who I found out his real name is Waldo. Like, who, who, who would name? Yeah, his yeah. Name? I guess we found Waldo. Yeah. <laughs> We're gonna... right here, bitch? There is gonna be so many of the well actually for me it's not Waldo. Guess what guess what Waldo's called over here? Wally. Wally, yeah. Why? I don't know. I don't know. I it makes about as much sense as you guys calling uh, calling uh, football soccer. Because you wear socks. <laughs> that doesn't no no. That doesn't make any sense, Tyler. But we should also point out that um, this episode, sadly, and uh, sadly for more than one reason, was dedicated to the memory of Bob, Bob Mahana, the second voice of Sordon. So um, rest in rest in peace, rest in peace, you giant floating head in a tube. Yeah. Wait, yeah. second. Yeah, yeah. Well, still the giant throwing head in the tube. Uh, but yeah, it's sad that this is the this episode is the one that got dedicated to him. Huh. Considering, really considering is. it's an episode about an asshole grandmother. And yeah, this is definitely for sure the the weakest episode of Lightspeed. No, there is one episode that's weaker. The next episode, the Chosen Path. Where, where we get Chad's backstory of uh, ha him being a martial artist with his asshole sensei. God fucking damn it. Yeah, we, got, we get two episodes, two of the worst episodes back to back. This is where I'm like, maybe I'm pro-elder abuse. Like, sometimes a sensei just needs to get his ass clapped, you know? Beat up the sensei. I don't care if it's a demon. He deserved to get his shit kicked in. Yeah, I literally put in capitals in my notes. Worst episode of season. Uh, that, 
I find this I find this more infuriating. Um, I find this this character more infuriating than the receptionist that says there's no such thing as monsters. You know, there's no such thing as monsters. We're in a city that's constantly attacked by demons. See, you should have said we were attacked by demons. Yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, but the reason why I find this uh, this character more infuriating is just the fact his motivation makes no sense whatsoever. I hate the fact that Chad became a became a power ranger because it's going against his martial arts uh, roots, and I'm just there scratching the head, thinking like, where were you for the past eight eight seasons? Yeah, like as <sighs> okay, I can't. We got Rangers like Jason and Tommy for how much I don't like Jason. Jason and Tommy are like the quintessential uh, representation of the tenets of martial arts. Mm -hmm. Uh, uh, They practice discipline, respect, and 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 humble confidence. They, They don't they don't abuse their they don't abuse the fact that they know martial arts to try to bully people or use it for their own gain. They use it in defense of their of their of their friends and of their city. Take that in, everyone. The only time you'll ever hear Tyler say something positive about Jason. No, don't get no, used we'll, to it. No, we'll hear that again probably during Mega Force. Uh, oh, so. <laughs> oh god. Uh, but yeah, I guess what I guess what would have made sense to me is if the sensei was like, I don't like you, I don't like you the path you chose being a ranger because I don't like the technology you're using. That would have at least made sense. It would have been stupid, it but, been dumb, but at but least it's... there would have been a reason like he's a he's a he's a traditionalist and he hates technology. I still don't see what the ending really had anything to do about, you know. I would not have given this man the time of day after he treated me like shit for being a ranger. I wouldn't have taken him to the aqua base. I wouldn't have... I wouldn't no, have no. Uh, I no. like, you do you, boo. I'm going to do me. Maybe, maybe, yeah, maybe if he said to... Maybe if he explained to Kelsey, like, the re- reason why I dislike Chad being a ranger is because he's not... a. I don't feel he's being disciplined. I feel he's being lazy because he's using all this technology to fight his battles. That would have at least made sense. It would have been stupid, but at least it would have made sense. It would have made more sense anyway. Yeah, but no, we get nothing with this guy. So yeah, up yours, up yours, your traditionist who got who got tricked by a monster and got rotated. He got. Completely rotated by a monster, which was the most satisfying fuck you I've seen in this season yet. Um, so yeah. Like, now that we now, yeah, go ahead. Now on to the goddamn Groundhog Day episode. Yeah, yeah. Now, yesterday again. Now that we're past the worst part of the season, we can go back in time and pretend it never happened. Oh so, yeah, we get Groundhog Day, um, the second edition of Power Rangers. I'm gonna say, Luke, we we have to go forward in time because if we go back, we're gonna just go back to the chosen path again. <laughs> no, that I want to erase that episode from my memory. Um, Good luck with that. Yeah, if I had to, if I had to put it in my top, it, it would probably be in my top five worst episodes of Power Rangers. 
Um, 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 may, may, I, may I recommend episode 13 of Dino Fury? I, I'm... No. I don't even hmm. think that'd be my top 20 worst. No, it wouldn't be in my top 20 worst, because as much as Harvey, inf uh, Harvey infuriated, um, infu probably infuriated a lot of people with that episode, um, he, he was at least... He was at least try. He was at least trying. It's he was he was in the wrong, but at least he was at least he was trying to help his sister. Mm -hmm. He was trying to do something, but he should have approached it more delicately. Like yeah, saying, yeah, yeah. Hey, what are you interested in? What what makes you tick? And then had a comp an honest conversation with his sister instead of trying to do all of the wrong things. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So I don't. I I I, I don't. I don't think that is the worst. Uh, it might be the worst for uh, episode of Dino Fury, but certainly not one of the worst episodes of Power Rangers. Right. It's definitely one of the worst of Dino Fury for sure. But that's because, but but that's just because Dino Fury is such a good season. Oh, I agree. Dino. F like, okay. So for those who are unaware, I am currently going through Dino Fury on my own time, whilst. Uh, also going through other seasons with, with, with these folks since they already did an, an episode on Dino Fury. I'm simply catching myself up the speed for Cosmic Fury. And yeah. you're going uh, at a breakneck pace, honestly. So, yeah. massive props there. Yeah. Yeah, and it is definitely one of the best. As, uh, as, season season two, you will, uh, you will love season two when you get to it, Tyler. Mm -hmm. I'm sure I will. But yeah, the only other note, aside from the Groundhog Day, uh, about uh, about this episode uh, that I had, um, is Kelsey needs to spend less time in her rollerblades. There really needs to be a protocol in the Aquabase that says, no skating footwear. I'm pretty sure there <laughs> is, and she doesn't listen. Yeah, And also as well, this episode could have been so avoided if Carter just came out and said, like, hey... I'm in a time loop here. I'm in the time loop again. She's gonna sing it like a musical. Please, no. No more fucking musicals of Power Rangers. No, no. I was making a reference to, you know, we're in the time warp again, you know. Yeah. Rocky Horror Picture. Let's go to time warp time. I don't know that. I don't know how that song goes. I'm gonna have to suffer through that movie. Uh, I love that movie. Yeah, but yeah. But watching it every Halloween just kind of drains you. Um, you don't have to watch it every Halloween. Hell, I don't even watch it during October. I watch it in the middle of July or some shit. Um, but there, there's definitely a weak spot for the, the Groundhog Day shit going on here. But... I, I love the infinity symbolism throughout this episode. Yeah, which was something that uh, Tyler was the one of those that pointed out. So it was nice that you were able to observe that and get and let us know that as well. Isis smarts. It, it's it's unique how, the little details that they put into these uh, various little monsters, you know. I'm assuming that the symbolism for the infinity symbol was a little more prevalent 
you know, and the the footage they took it from Zangetsu. Mm-hmm. I have not fully watched GoGo Five. Okay. Now that now, now I've just got the metal image of the GoGo Five theme song being GoGo Five Rangers. Please no. Let's no, it's on. more of like <laughs> Go Five. Dun, 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 go five. It's like that. I don't know if that is worse. Honestly, I don't either. But I, I, I no. It's just the start of it, and then the singer starts, you know, starts singing song. That's the, that's just the. Isn't it like the the dude that does the karaoke lines for fucking Yakuza Zero that did the Go Go Five theme? Or am I? I am. I, I very much doubt that. Uh, but I would be. I would not be shocked if, like, the guy who did, like, you know, the singer for that had, like, a, a song in Tokusatsu. <laughs> I, I'm pretty I, sure I, he does in one of the seasons. I thought it was Go-Go 5, but I could be misremembering the season. Um, but we get the Omega Zord here, so something that came out of this shit show of an episode. Yeah. And... Uh, um... Oh, and in the next episode after that, as time runs out, we get the return of the best villain in the entire season, bar none, Diabolico. Mm-hmm. Because um, after Ryan got the curse lifted, he got the he got destroyed, his powers got absorbed into Impus, and now he's back because he got resurrected by Viper and Lokai. Oh, yeah. Good job. And he's back and he's like, I'm no longer grounded. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's like you are grounded, Mister. No, because I'm a demon and I can get out of the situation. Mm-hmm. So, and of course, we have to be reminded about that at the start of every episode from now on. I, I honestly, I honestly don't get why they do why they do that. Like they just keep repeating the same, uh, the same notions over and over in the recaps. Like, it, it makes sense for the catches up, but at the same time, you should probably switch it up a bit. Yeah, you really should, because every time every time I just heard Fiber going, Welcome Ooh, back me. to the world of living, Diabolical, it's like it that just gets stuck in your head after a while. <laughs> yeah. But also in this episode we get uh, the return of Ryan after a four-episode ab- absence of just walking around the desert. Yep, and we also have one of the more interesting ways to defeat the the villain of the day with the throwing the spores out into outer space. You know that. You know that usually results in that usually results in nuclear man getting born. But I mean, what would have been worse, these these spores or Nuclear Man? Because I'm honestly kind of torn. Uh, I'd say Nuclear. I say Nuclear Man is um, worse because he gets born with his he gets born with his costume, and it's like how? Well, at that point, that wouldn't be a costume. Wouldn't it just be skin? I guess so. God, that character made no sense. I'm, I've got zero uh, point of reference for that. So, yeah. Uh, but speaking of comic, but speaking of comic books, um, comic book characters or superhero character, superhero film characters, 
uh, we have the next episode in the free zone with the ice puns. And it it just baffles me that we never got we never got stay cool. Stay cool, Ranger. Ice to see you, Luke. Oh, the stop doing ice puns. That was my that was my first note. <laughs> and my only other note for this episode was Freezer was the Freezer. Uh, yeah, that's his name. No re- no relation to Freezer from Dragon Ball whatsoever. I guess Calling... you could say he was the little too chill. Stop but it. Stop it. <laughs> Stop it. But Freezer calling his belly calling his belly cold belly dungeon. My cold belly dungeon. <laughs> it's not a dungeon. The cold belly dungeon. It's his intestinal track. Yeah. But I've got to say, and uh, I, I don't know if you put, uh, I know about this fact, but the effects for the snow in this episode when they're in the Cold Valley Dungeon, stupid name, but the effects were really, were really well handled in that. Oh, yeah, they were. Looked like he really had them on ice. Songetsu, please stop. <laughs> before you have me, before you have me, um... I mean, is it better than having a flame in his heart? <laughs> <laughs> we're yeah. going to hell buddy <laughs> yeah we are um yeah you are um and it's a it, uh oh my god thank god they didn't use the mr freeze-esque point of it's a cold town i mean it, it really is though like uh, i respect the punnery like i i love a good pun give but... me your best pun in the comments if you made it this far yeah, uh, but no, no, uh, no. The ice puns were just like insufferable, but not as insufferable as uh, and I've been holding off on this at, uh, up until this point because I haven't thought of the right time to say this. But uh, nothing was more insufferable for me uh, aside from the Vipari than Jinx's rhyming, uh, rhyming when he when he uses the Magic the Gathering cards to make the monsters grow. It, uh, wait, 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 wait. You don't like Diet Spamson? No, I don't. I'm just like, his, his, his rhyming quirks made no made no sense half the time. I can't if even this, remember half of them. If this man never existed, we wouldn't have got Delta Room, so. Yeah, but it's like, it, it's like, uh, what was, uh, aside from making the monsters grow, what was the point of Jinxer? I mean, it's, aside from making the monsters, what was the point of Finster? Aside from making the monsters grow, what was the point of the Scottish butler and his little balloon friend? Right. Uh, the fact that they had the Scottish accent, <laughs> and the fact that, and the fact that we need to keep Bob uh, Barbara Goodson around uh, around um, for another season. And ever and ever. Um, but, uh, and what about Finster? Yeah. Yeah, Finster. Uh, I love Finster. Well, at least Finster made the monsters. Yeah, so did Jinxer. Yeah, he just nope. summoned them with cards, like fucking Yu-Gi-Oh. Oh, fair well, enough. He technically didn't make them because they yeah. were just sealed off demons. Yes, that's what, yes, whereas Finster was the one who actually went out and made them. Okay, so he summoned them. Yeah, he, he summoned them, them, like what? Yu-Gi-Oh cards. Yeah. 
You know, except for there's just not like an angsty, uh, angsty teenager chasing down his blue-eyed white girlfriend. Uh, I mean, yeah, dragon. <laughs> but but still, yeah, it, it, it's just it's just that Finster likes some card fight Vanguard. Okay, fair fair enough. But I still I still can't stand his, Vanguard. His rhyming quirk. You're a rhyming quirk. Okay, okay. It's the reason why it's the reason why I can't stand the Paradox Brothers. One of us is telling the truth, the other is lying. You will never know but but we're both lying pieces of shit. Um, yeah, I, I I'm with Joe I'm with Joey got in that episode. I have just about enough of all your lame brain rhyming. But you gotta pile on a little bit more of that accent. Uh, I can't do a New York accent. I can't do a Brooklyn accent, I hate it. Um, you want, uh, you want to know what? You want to know? Out of all this lame brain, lame brain rhyming. You want to know what's funny? I think the only reason they gave they gave Joey the last name Wheeler is because of Wheeler from Captain Planet. Probably. Yes. Because Wheeler was from Brooklyn. Hey. Hey. It's, it's, it's like it's like that. Oh my god! I thought of the. Per oh my god! I thought of the. Uh, um, I thought of the perfect person to fight Wheeler from, from Captain Planet in a death battle. Joey? Captain Planet versus Aang? No, 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 no. Wheeler versus Steve Rogers because they're both from Brooklyn. I can do this all day. <laughs> I, just, I, just want the, I just want the Brooklyn fight off. And with that, and with that it seems like we got another mega win with the with the, with the Mighty Mega Battles. Oh, yeah. Oh, oh. One time Joel is cool is when he becomes Denji from Chainsaw Man. <laughs> Sad but true. But also as well, um, we this, get the reveal. Go, go ahead. This episode would put him on a registry in any other fucking universe. Can we at least Ye acknowledge that? Yeah, but also he turns into Steve Urkel in this episode with the with the science gear. This man <laughs> stalked and harassed this woman for the entire episode and literally tried to cause damage to the her fucking brother's car and ruin what he thought was a date instead of, you know, asking a simple fucking question. But he also, but also as well, this uh, this episode's plotline could have so easily been avoided if Miss Fairweather, if, because Joel did say, uh, who is, uh, oh, what was the name of her brother? Clark. Uh, who was let me Let me point this out. Like, everybody else knew. Yeah, so they but... were like, so they were messing with him by saying, "Oh, we don't, we, we don't." Know. They knew. <laughs> yeah, yeah, but still, it could have been so easily avoided if um, Joel, uh, because Joel says, "Who's who's Clark to Miss Fairweather?" She could have so easily avoided all of this, all of this episode, if she just said, "Oh, he's my brother." But realistically, in the context of the show, she answered this question correctly. Yeah, because but he, do, he does not need the privilege of knowing that this is his brother. Only the only way I would actually, and it's pretty obvious that he does have a crush on her. But you know, all his purpose is here is to help further the program. You know, the eight. That's also true. 
So yeah, she's not as at fault as everybody wants to make her. You know, I'm not saying she's at fault. I just it's just it's yeah, just yeah. Weird but, but that still, no one else pointed out what they knew the entire time. Yeah, yeah, and also as well, Miss Miss everybody here hates Joel. Like everybody yeah. on the team hates him, and and the the standard work experience. Like we want to fuck with this guy because he's a dickhead. You know. That, yeah, yeah, I hate him. But uh. In any other situation, Miss Fairweather could have been like, hmm, if this guy comes in and I don't tell Joel right away, he's my brother, Joel's going to think we're dating, he's going to be an idiot, he's going to ruin things, maybe I should just tell him right off the bat who, who Clark is. I'll concede that point, but I still think she answered the question appropriately. She, uh, I guess, I guess, uh, I guess, but it's like, it's like, would uh, I wouldn't tell anybody like, "Hey, that's my sister." If the sister is just coming to help me build a cosplay prop, you know. Fair, fair enough, but it's like it, it. I'm just say, I'm just saying. I'm I'm just saying here. Uh, I'm just gonna use my. I'm gonna use an example. Uh, example of a situation that I that I would have. Like, say if uh, say if. The uh, computer, the computers in my workplace got damaged in some in some way, and there was nobody else that we could get out. We could get out to come out um, and help us. I'd be like, oh, I could just ask Alex, and they'd be like, who's Alex? Oh, he's my brother. He's good with computers. Yeah, I mean, he, she we'll just leave, we'll just chalk it up to like this happened. Be- like she said it that way for just. Exclusively for plot reasons. It's exclusive for plot reasons because I I guarantee Miss Fairweather would have been smart enough to be like I uh, I can either avoid the situation by just telling Joel Clark's my brother or I can make it much worse. She should have known that he has no self control. Yeah. So yeah. So she should have like put a stop in it and be like, Hey, this is my brother. Do not do not do do not do anything stupid. But that's all Joel's character is, is the stupid punching bag. And he serves that purpose well, because I fucking hate him. Yeah. Um, um, I, but also as well, with this episode, it's clear, it's clear like, who Joel's meant to be. Uh, who, who Joel's meant to be. He's meant to be um, the new sack, right down to the point that Miss Fairweather's first name is Angela, considering Zach's love interest in the first season Zach. was Don't Angela. Don't you put Zach into this? not even remotely put these two in the same category. Zach, I, I, I have. I, I'm not putting. I'm, I'm not trying to put them in the same in the same boat because Zach is clearly better than Joel. I'm just trying to say, like Joel, uh, with his pursuit of Miss Fairweather, is clearly meant to be Zach's pursuit of Angela. Right down to them both having the same first name. Yeah. And you cannot escape that. Like they knew what they were doing. Or they're just very uncreative. With they names. did it very poorly. Well, to be fair, they <laughs> are they are pretty uncreative with the names because they have like about um three um three rangers uh well yeah three rangers uh back to back with um with Kate with ne- names that begin with K. We have Kendricks, Kelsey, and Katie. Those letters, like sure, uh, but also um, Kimberly, like, um... Catherine. We can't have Cassie because that begins with C. But it makes the same sound, so... Yeah, Cassie. We can replace the C with a K. Um, Corone. 
Yeah, so yeah. they're not they're not very creative when it comes to the pink rangers. They really like K names. Um, I think it's more of like eventually they're we're gonna have monsters that have like the same names eventually. I forgot when. Yeah. So now, how about we move away from Joe from the from Joe um, getting getting get, 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 away get, from a mega win from from a mega uh, from a mega loss to a seriously confusing episode with uh with a thief uh, who wants to scrump apples. I got these. I got these apples for some for some homeless people. Let me throw them away. Yeah, yeah. So yeah, so the great egg caper, and I've just got to point out. Seriously, that's the title of the episode. Yeah, it's, yeah, a, we, it's we're, the we're fighting for an Easter egg. It's Don't you know dumbest, that we watched the episode? It's the dumbest title ever. It's the funniest title ever. And then we, and then we got them. We got a monster who sounds like the Mad Hatter from Alice in Wonderland. Oh, that monster was a puzzler. That monster freaks, uh, freaks me, freaks me out. That monster. What's the matter, Luke? You don't, you won't like cartoon birds? No, I, I, I don't like cartoon birds on live action. It just freaks okay, me out. Okay, Luke is now running away from the Roadrunner, but he can't outrun it. I know I can't outrun it, but seriously, uh, but seriously, hey. Hey, thief, who's who's twenty years in the past in a Power Rangers episode? If you want some apples, come and ask me because my mum's allotment has an apple tree that needs picking. Oh yeah. No, I want apples that have already been picked, so I can grab them, steal them for homeless people. But then, if I'm getting chased, I get to throw them out like an asshole. And of course, we have to point out the obvious, uh, the obvious. Um, Notion here that the, uh, the thief looks like Jesse from Breaking Black from Breaking Bad. Hey. Right, down, right down to the point where it wouldn't surprise me if uh, if Jesse's actor was the thief, but he's not. Hey, Mister White, these apples go crazy, yo. Uh, and I put here we have the return of the food budget. They finally got the food budget back to a substantial rate after. Uh, after the episode that was spent on diapers. Before this episode, like the, the food budget could not recover from all those sheet cakes back in season one. Or <laughs> they the, finally or, have it back. Yeah, all the cake <laughs> uh, all, all the all, all the beautiful cheesy deep dish Power Rangers pizza, even though that's Sentai footage. But no, 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 the food budget was wasted in turbo on all the pizzas. Uh, but yeah, and also we have in this episode, car dressing up like... They paid for those sheet cakes, Luke. They just now had to pay for them. That's why it took them so long. Yeah, also in this episode, we have the, uh, we have the traditional rangers disguising themselves. So we have Carter being Clark Kent, Dana being Avril Lafine. Chad dressing up as Mako Tsunami and Kelsey and Joel as old ladies. Joel as like Medea. <laughs> of course, Joel, since he's dressed up as an old lady, has to touch the fake boobs. Yeah, because he's Madea. <laughs> Tyler Perry movies. 
<laughs> I have not. I have not seen Tyler Perry movie, so I don't have a point of you, reference. You're so lucky. They're moving on. <laughs> Or what are, are they? Are, are they like uh, so bad it's good? Like the room, or is it like bad, bad? Or, or like bad enough room? that you can laugh at like how bad they are, but you're not supposed to. <laughs> you're supposed to be laughing with them, not against them. <laughs> so, so it, so so it's like the room. Okay. Yeah, and the episode and the episode uh, waste the food, uh, re- return the food budget, but waste it so bad that thanks uh, that thanks to stay quiet throughout this whole section. Oh yeah, I uh, my package got delivered unsealed, so I'm missing an entire book. So I'm trying to uh, get that sent back. Or... Oh okay. Um, okay. So, but yeah. Sorry. It's all right. It's all right. I just, I, I just had to make that joke that the food budget was wasted again so badly that thanks, thanks was quiet. <laughs> but yeah, so after the great egg caper, we have Ocean Blue, aka the Little Mermaid, starring Chad. Oh God, yes. Fish sticks. Eat Chad. Chad. So we've gone from, so we've gone from. Big sip simp for alien rangers to being a simp for little mermaids. What next? Are we gonna have a simp? Are we gonna have someone being a simp for um future future aliens? More than likely at this point. I mean Go ahead. I mean, consi- considering I haven't finished Dino Fury, they could do past aliens because if they decide to try to do a romance plot with Zato. Yeah, I no, no, they don't. They don't. Good. Go no, ahead. no, no, they're, they're, uh, no. You could. No, actually, I'm not going to do that. Mm-hmm. No, no, no. There is a romance plot, but it doesn't involve Zato. Yeah, uh, I, I I watched that episode. It involved it involved Izzy. No, no, there's a, there's um, another romance subplot as well. Wonderful. Yeah, uh, but yeah, and now it's time for the team up, Trakina's revenge. Yep. Where? Where? where go go ahead. Where we? Where we get the dumbest line in existence, there's which no we already thing. covered, but... There, there's no such thing as monsters. You live in a city that is constantly under attack by monsters. The Power Rangers are active, known public figures. Not to mention, where were you in Countdown to Destruction, lady? Or... Dumbest statements ever stated in, in Power it's, Rangers. It's the there's dumbest right line. There with, like, so a certain line that we're going to talk about. No, um, I, I, oh, oh God! Uh, but yeah, it's the dumbest line. It's the dumbest line ever. And the team—it was the team up that made Amy Miller, who played Trakina in Lost Galaxy, and Danny Slavin, who played Leo, walk off the set because they found out that they were going to get less time than a little girl, uh, a little girl in this episode. That gets that gets what that gets one morphing roll call. <laughs> Most of the stuff that she did, like later on in the two-parter, could have been done by any of the. Any Rangers. of the Rangers could have done anything. Like literally, you could cut out 
Heather throughout this whole episode and nothing of value would have been lost. Yeah, Except they could have just, uh, no, they could have discovered the like the place like another way in that episode. Like they really could have just cut her out completely and it would have almost not changed anything. Yeah. And this is where we have the rotoscope effects of the explosion. Yeah. Yeah. Uh part one. Twi- uh, part one just before the cliffhanger. Twenty minutes in and six seconds. Can we just can we just address the elephant in the room? That anytime there's a team up, we seem to have these really, really bad like jumbles of source material. Because we're taking the in this instance we're taking it from a movie. Um We're taking it from the versus movie. The versus movie where you're taking that source material, the original material from, like, our Americanized version, and we're also trying to splice these completely together, which leads to a bizarro world effect of what the fuck is even going on on the screen. But it makes uh, it so endearing. I chalk it up to mostly, like, like all the stuff revolving around Heather ate up a lot of part one. Yeah, it did. And uh, we have her, we have Carl say to her, "Okay, go and call, go and pull the fire alarm." And it's like, why don't you just evacuate the building? Just say, "Hey, there's an emergency. Everybody needs to get out." Like you're a public figure that. Whoa, we really lost on Getsu there. Okay. Did we lose everybody? We did. We're all split. Okay. Sorry about the split in recording. Discord decided to be a fucky wucky again, guys. Um. So we were talking about mermaids and the fact that we uh have characters that want to fuck anything that is not human. Yep, and also we were talking about um, Trachina's Revenge as well, and how um, Heather does not need to be in this episode, but she is, and she gets one uh, lightspeed roll call. She does yes. get one roll call, and we have which, with, which with which ties her with Zordon and and Robo's and Robot Ashley, Carlos, and Justin. That is just, but but it is is the fit is the thing we were debating like whether or not we should count because she technically doesn't morph, but she did say the roll call, so it does and count. She got a little light for uh, light speed badge, so she's part of the team now. Okay, she's even though we never see her again, I'm sure we see her again somewhere. They like to reuse their child actors in some capacity, even yeah. if she's just a uh, background character. Yeah. But of course, but of course, um, uh, as I said in the uh, in the um, in the watch of this episode, I have a personal connection to this episode because an actor who was in this episode who played the human form of the monster in this ep- in this episode was in a film with one of my um, tutors from university who came over from America for a semester. with a lot of different things in our fandom so that's really neat to see um yeah. what 
what is your guys' thought on Trakina's device, though? I did tag Simon on this, but I was one of the people he didn't get back to in his random uh, piling it, on the Twitter. It's probably it's it was probably lying around, and they did decide to use it. But then, but then again, this was before the move to New Zealand, so it might have it might have been like just a coincidence. Exactly. I'm torn between the two because, like, a lot of the props from the time they're in New Zealand got reused, and then they kind of auctioned them off here recently. Um, but they they do have a habit of reusing props in general, so it could have been something they got back from Toei from the movie. Who knows? Um. But I, I did like seeing Mommy Trakina in her not hideous form, so that was really nice to, to see. You didn't it, like her luscious D L S lips? That was that was nice. Um, even even though it wasn't the same Trakina as in Lost Galaxy, but it, it still was the same character. Um yeah, I, I like to think the original Trakina was um but uh, got reincarnated and is now um screwing Damon. Yeah, well I mean yeah, well, uh, uh, props to him. He, he scored the monster mommy. He scored the monster mommy. And, of course, we have to talk about um, Trikina's final monster form, the one that Fex clearly wants to be stepped on. No! Nope. No, 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 no. I'm good. Fex clearly wants those tentacles in every orifice. <laughs> yes. Listen, listen, listen. There has to be some human anatomy there. Okay, once you go full bug or full tentacle monster, I, I, I tap out. What are you talking about? She still had boobs. <laughs> boobs? Yeah, cool, but, like, she's clearly an amorphous blob. Uh, uh, there's, there's a line she crossed here to too much monster. I, I'd sooner fuck Ragnara for Monster Masume, okay? It's it's crazy it's crazy that we that uh, that we can wait, still type. You, you, wait, you had to think about that. And I wouldn't. It's cra it's crazy that we could still tie it back to Monster Masume. It, it always comes back to the the clearly disguised, clearly not even disguised fetish of the that series. Okay. What disguise? What disguise are you talking about? It was as clear as day. <laughs> okay. When my manga needs a rapper, I feel a little bit of shame taking it up to the Barnes and Noble counter. But at the end of the day, I'm still I'm still going to enjoy every last minute of that volume. And it, and it's still going. Okay. As, aside from Vex's love of tentacles, we have to move on. Yeah. 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 So, so uh, go ahead. Uh, we, let's just put that. What's after? Uh, what was it? What's after the Lost Galaxy? Uh, the uh, Last Ranger. The Last Ranger. Uh, the clip show. It was almost a clip show. Almost uh, a clip show, but it has the one line that perfectly sums up the abandoned builders district. I never liked that building. Also, none of these buildings are abandoned. It's just more like, hey, the monster's attacking here. Let's leave. Yep. Also, I used to work here. That's why I'm saying I never liked that building. <laughs> that clarifies the scene. 
yeah, <laughs> I get. I guess so. I guess so. So really, there was not much to say about this episode. Nope. Carter had no memory halfway through, and then finally gets the memory back, and then we fuck off. Um, Other yeah. than the monster not reusing the ability again. Could have just had him in a constant loop of forgetting shit, so he would have been able to destroy the city. But monsters can't be too smart, otherwise the series, you know, doesn't end with the Rangers winning. <laughs> mm-hmm. So then we have Sorcerer of the Sands, where we have Ryan um, encountering uh, sorcerers in the sand, and we have yeah, more training from. Forward. More training from the Rangers, but we also have Battle of the Gibberish. We have the Four Kids of Vacation, the Shadow Realm. <laughs> yeah, no, no, it's not the Shadow Realm, it's the Shadow Dimension. It's, it's the Shadow clear, World. You... That, that's a clear difference. That's the same thing. We just didn't want to say the word hell. I'm saying they, they, they could have just hell. said the Underworld. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. They could have said Underworld. They could have said anything, but they had to use Shadow. Oh, we can't have Underworld. They have, like, <laughs> sexy vampires who want to bang werewolves. I I get it. <laughs> I, 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 I'd simp for Kate Beckinsale, you know? Who, what Who's is Kate Beckinsale? <laughs> Selena. She, she was the star from the, from the movie, like, yeah. And then Rooney Mara was the star for the the spinoff ones, and I'd still simp for her. Um, I didn't. There's spinoffs. There was like a, a prequel one, um, and then another one that kind of existed. Um, there were sequels. I didn't know there were spinoff ones. Yeah. Um. Hmm. There's there's like five of them now. Okay. And it's all sexy vampire women slash hybrids and leather and. I, I am a-okay with this. <laughs> of course you are. Yeah, so we have Battle of the Gibberish in this episode where we have the Sorcerer going Then we have Diabolical going A Diabolical Gibberish comes out on top. That about sums up this arc. Just, um... Well, they can't have the baby talking to Gibberish because he's an adult now. He can still goo goo gaga. I can goo goo gaga when I'm 32, you know? Goo goo gaga. No, the star power made him too adult. It's like, I've lost the ability of my greatest strength. Gibberish magic. Exactly. Um, but we, we have one really fun little thing in the lights of Ryan. Oh, yeah. I didn't get infused with the lights of Orion. Yeah. Or, or Which a, it, a sparky little spunky ranger that we get later on that makes no but, fucking sense. Which, which, uh, which, by the way, speaking of the lights of Orion, just wait until we get to Megaforce. We're gonna have so many jokes. That's that's gonna be fun considering uh, considering one character's name. <laughs> I'm not gonna have fun during it. I, I'm, I'm just saying it now. In, I'm gonna be drunk that entire time. I'm gonna be real with y'all. <laughs> I, I am going in Maybe expecting to not like it, but I also want to try to yeah find some positive aspects. Now stay uh, neutral. Stay yeah. as neutral as you can. This is just our opinion on this. Yeah, it, I, I, as much as I don't like Megaforce, I am going to go into it um, as neutral as possible. I'm going to try and find 
positives in every season. I can't. I can't. I watched it twice. I cannot. Have a couple edibles ready, buddy. <laughs> oh, God. Let me get all that action. <laughs> so now... Need it, especially by Legendary Battle. Just my opinion. Um, yeah. But, so, yeah. Uh, yeah. So, now we have Olympias Unbound. Um, yeah. Part two of the Shadow World arc. Oh, no. Shadow, the Shadow Realm arc, where we have um, Captain Mitchell going... I must obey. I must obey. You must obey. I you must, must obey. obey. Okay, okay. Jigsaw, Jigsaw. Jigsaw, Jigsaw. I'll love you. I'll love you. Just stop it. Just make it stop. Make it stop. He said, I must obey so much that uh, for a second there, I thought he said, you must buy Old Bay. <laughs> oh, God. And also as well, we uh, I've just got to point out one of the names of one of the monsters here, Fire Wasp. That that is a scary combination if I ever saw one, considering how angry wasps are already. Oh God, too many wasps, too many, too many, too many crickets, too many grasshoppers, too many bugs. Please, can we take a break from bugs? Hoppers, I'm fine with. No, unless the bugs they unless they burn. turn into locusts, then I'm not fine with them. I, I mean, I mean, next season we're gonna have mutants. No, they're not mutants. This is a thing grasshoppers just do <laughs> for some weird reason. It's like, oh yeah, we're gonna go insane and turn into locusts now. Okay, bye. We're gonna destroy all your crops. <laughs> yep, we're gonna destroy all your crops. Uh. And then if it was cicadas, it's just we we scream, we fuck, we die. Yeah, that's basically it. We wait like some even as far as like eighteen years on the dot. We're gonna we're gonna emerge and then have kids and then die. <laughs> but we're gonna be as loud as fuck as possible doing it. <laughs> yeah. Yep. So anyway. Um, we have in Neptune's daughter the return of uh, the return more of fish sticks. more fish sticks, but also we finally get confirmation that Neptune and um, uh, Aquamarina they were they're, they're natives of Aquatar. They have that shitty fucking underwater filter that I fucking hated. Yeah, but oh, it just oh, it just confirms to me that they that their equations that got that got teleported through the Miranoi wormhole into Earth. It's honestly grating as fuck. The more I hear it, but yes, it's really grating. But like I've heard worse, but like not this often. You know, it's just how much we've had to deal with it through Alien Ranger, you know, team-ups, and then this. I don't understand what necessity there is in having this. Is there a canonical... Just have them talk fucking normal! There, there cannot even be a, a canonical reason to have this, because we hear fucking aliens and fucking demons talk somewhat normal. Why have this stylistic choice? Because it's, because, because no. it's fun, Rex. No, it's not. It's annoying as fuck. It's just like, oh, we're going to annoy all the people who are watching this constantly with this fucking shit. And I think that's really where most of the hate for like the alien ranges come from. 
Because, like, story-wise, it's not that fucking bad. But you hear the fucking Alien Rangers talk, and you're like, oh, yeah, this is why they hate it. Yeah, uh, but I must say this has the best plan from the demons of them. We're just gonna drain. We're just gonna drain the water from all of Mariner Bay and then go and attack the Aqua Base. Mm-hmm. It's like, why didn't you think of this plan f- f- right off the bat? Right. Maybe, maybe they had a hard time getting a hold of uh, the water demon. Maybe. Yeah, maybe he was on vacation in some other water-related place, and they couldn't get to him. Unless maybe. he's fr- unless he's a demon from Aquatar, maybe he was maybe he was stuck he was st- he, maybe he was stuck in sheets underwater sheets <laughs> underwater oh underwater McDonald's now I've just got the metal image of soggy burgers no maybe, nobody maybe, wa- nobody wants maybe soggy the base, burgers no maybe the light speed base has a McDonald's in the cafeteria you don't know. You know what? Considering considering this season tries to be all America, f yeah, with Carter, it wouldn't surprise me. Uh, but why does the monster look like a deformed um, Donatello um, crossbred with a chicken? He's a yokai. Yeah, he's a kappa, basically, right? But yeah, he's a, that's he look- exactly what he is. Yeah, but. He, I, I'm just gonna have that joke. He looks like a deformed Donatello because he's probably one of the more intelligent demons. Oh yeah, he's definitely um, he's definitely one of the smarter ones. Um, I uh, I really do kind of fuck with that design, you know, diving into like the whole Kappa bit of him. But at the same time, he is. There are some character types that don't translate well to live action, I will admit. And it is a little jarring seeing a Kappa in live action. Um, but he's hard from the most disturbing looking villain we've had. Like, we have... That role goes to the the, 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 the cross-eyed dude from the crossover. I mean, sorry. Yeah. <laughs> there, there's, like, even, even in, like, fucking Mighty Morphin, we had more bizarro world... Um, villains, because we were just cobbling together ideas with Finster. So, I mean, I don't have any... No, Finster's monsters had a theme in that. At least the first season. And it's like, well, here's a dude with a fucking stoplight in his back. Okay, that was the, that was the obsession. Like, that was the only one that, because, like, the the monkeys decided for to make a monster. He didn't make it. I'm curious what those components would have turned into if it was just all Finster's idea, though. You know, that's that would have been an interesting one. Um, but instead, we had the other mooks deal with it. I still think Finster's the best, you know, general. Um, justice for Finster. Uh, <laughs> but I, I really, I really do like seeing the mythology tie into a lot of these so yeah it's one really neat thing that we do get um we do get her coming back out to say goodbye to chat though which is awesome too um yeah but they should have kissed oh wait what am i saying we can't have kissing in power rangers for some reason before um, and then we drive right into having dirt bikes. 
because why the hell Speaking not? of driving. <laughs> no, dude, we... Uh, sad that Luke's favorite car couldn't make an appearance. I know, I know. Um, yeah, but still... Spypari, go away! I, I, I have in here... Luke's hate boner for the Doom Buggy is so wild. Uh, it is so stupid. It is the most stupid, ridiculous thing ever. You want to th you want to think about it? Maybe it was more stupid in the past. Maybe it was just a giant metal horse. <laughs> uh, oh, oh my god! I I just can't stand it. Every time it's on screen, I, all I keep saying to myself in my mind is like. You can teleport. Why do you need a car? Car fun, baby, to her. <laughs> and I don't care. I don't care about the rationality of it. But the, like, honestly, of all the dumb things in Power Rangers, this is the hill you want to die on. Yes, yes, this is the hill I want to die on. Not, uh, not fucking glitter armor. This. Yes, this. Glitter this armor is like one of the almost. Yeah, it is the most worthless power up I've ever seen. It served no purpose. In actually, uh, actually, it served no purpose. It actually, could have been literally anything else. They could have put a goddamn force field up. It served no purpose. The doom buggy has a purpose. It transports her from point A to point B, and it looks cool. Which she could do herself without the friggin' doom buggy. Um, but yeah, this is where we also get uh, Carter's Battleizer six episodes before the end of the season. I don't Let that sink in. I don't understand why this and Grandma episode didn't swap. Yeah. Also as well... Um, what what is it? Why is it with making the battleizer look, look so ridiculous as well? It's like this in every Sentai, is it not? Like it's always no, like, because some no, of these battleizers are like Power Ranger exclusive, You're except because, for the SPD one. Because we've got we've got two battleizers back to back coming up, which I absolutely adore. Yeah, that's right, Luke. The, the SPD like battleizer <laughs> was in. Yeah. Yeah, uh, but yeah, yeah, yeah. Is that, uh, is that fully? Is that fully original? Huh. Okay. I stand corrected. I'm, I'm so, so yeah. I'm so used to absurdity that nothing shocks me at this point. Yeah, and also we have the we've had grandmothers committing uh, grand theft grand theft auto. Uh, we're gonna have rages coming up uh, committing grand theft auto technically. So screw it. We'll have the battlings committing grand theft auto. <laughs> even though, even though I find, even though I find it, even though I find the fight party completely stupid, it's uh, it was funny to just see the battle league go Grand Theft Auto on this. Now, now, uh, now I'm just now I just want Samuel Jackson to turn up as Officer Tenpenny. No. I've had it with these mother effing battle in this mother effing city. Rather that than whatever the heck is going on with Fury at the moment in Marvel. What is? I didn't even watch all the Secret Invasion. <laughs> like, 
I'm sorry. If I have to devote 36 hours to goddamn TV to keep up with the MCU, make it interesting. Uh, anyway. Um, uh, and next, and up, of, next and up, of course, we have the what? bottling episode because, of course, we fucking do. We have to have one glamour episode. Kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me, kill me. Shut up, fashion woman. <laughs> I, I kind of want that as a ringtone. Like, lit, 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 literally, literally, all for this for this entire episode, all my notes were in block capitals because it's just like, why does this episode exist here? It's like, yeah. what... This episode would have made more sense if it was about Joel being a male model than Dana. Please, God, do not ever put that energy into the world. Yeah, I, well, I, I feel like I need some sage out here right now, okay? Wait, repeat, so, re so, wait, wait, repeat that? Like, he, he wants Joel. He said it would make more sense if Joel was a male model than this. I mean, have you looked at him? <laughs> yes, and I want to bash his face into the ball bat. Not the not the character, the actor. <laughs> the actor's good looking. I just can't hate. I can't stand the character. Yeah, but I'm saying like it would have made more sense if this was early in the season and it was Joel. Why? Because he's an egotistical cunt. Yeah, yes! because it would have been like an episode about him like learning like the power of teamwork and stuff because he's like a. A hothead who's only thinking about himself because he was like a like he is Joel. Joel, Joel he is a celebrity. Like yeah. <laughs> so for so for anything, Joel would be the one who would be more um, susceptible but, to money. But we have to have the stereotypical pink and yellow ranger have a cat fight episode. I know, and I put and I put that as one of my notes. What is it with Power as it turned the pink and yellow ranger and gigs each other? Because the director is like, yes, yes, fight. No, that's nice. No, it was probably like, we had too many of the pink and yellow rangers in Mighty Morphin being friends. Let's make them all enemies from now on. It's not even enemies, it's just... Cat and Tanya weren't enemies. Well, you did say, like, there was too much friends in Mighty Morphin, so I guess that would make sense. But yeah, Kat and, Kat and Tanya weren't in Mighty Morphin, they were in CO. Yeah, CO, so... Like... They... Kat was in Mighty Morphin, but Tanya, not, Tanya wasn't. Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. not Mighty Morphin aliens as Mighty Morphin. Yeah. But yeah, they were both in Mighty Morphin. Yeah, uh, who, who knows? Just stupid director or directorial choices. Um, well, I, my note was like this should have been way earlier as well. Um, and that and that fashion mogul, just like her voice, her attitude. Uh, I don't advocate for um for violence against women. Um, but in this case, I just wanted someone to. I just wanted Cassie, not not uh, Kelsey. I just wanted Kelsey or Dave to just sock her in the face. Considering it's a fully scripted like show for kids, it was like could have had the monster do it. Yep. Could have yeah. just had monster walk up to the lady, put his hand in her face, take her take his take their index and thumb, and squeeze her lips shut. That's all he had to do, and that would have been oh, just give me that, just have that on repeat twenty four seven, and that would have been fantastic. Yeah, 24-hour loop of it. Yeah, I'm sure somebody could uh, rotoscope that together for you. 
Um, <clears throat> then we have the death of Viper finally. Um, yeah, I, I I just put for that Queen Benshira does a Yuha it does a Yuha absorbs Viper. Yeah, well, I mean Benshira just goes around murdering her generals for the sake of murder this entire episode. Like, yeah, uh, but yeah, I, the episode where Viper learns how to act. And my paycheck. And the worst part about it is that she, is that the actress has scars from the makeup that she had to put on for Viper. Oh, I do not know. What? <laughs> what yeah? the fuck was in that glass? <laughs> let let, let mean, me get the the fucking snow in um. Wizard of Oz was asbestos. Yeah, here we go. Here we go on a in a go. Here we go on a wiki page. Um, yeah, uh, Yen uh has since retired from acting and currently runs a skincare company. A result of her suffering several skin breakouts while portraying Viper. Yeah, it's a whole. So the makeup had asbestos in it. Probably. I'd seriously I'd would like to ask her, like, what was in the Viper makeup? She probably doesn't know. Yeah, I, I learned this, like, two weeks ago, actually. Um, but there you go. Uh, the Wicked Witch's spell in the poppy field was asbestos. Yep. Oh. <laughs> hey, there was asbestos? Yep. In, in, a movie in my was... poppy field? <laughs> In a film that was made in the 30s? <laughs> it's... No, I don't keep the asbestos away from there. I don't want it to ruin my heroin. And of course, to add to Carl's badass credentials... My black coffee and cigarette diet. <laughs> the past was the worst. <laughs> the past was really weird. Uh, but yeah, car one punch, Benshira. Yep. We... It's like ha it's like oh the main the main enemy's there. Let's just punch her. Oh yeah, just punch, 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 more punch, uh, and maybe a kick in there. We don't want to get copyrights right struck by Sony, so we can't do the parappa the rapper. <laughs> no, no. So I can't believe. No. And how do you too close to the beat? And how do you top Car one punching Ben Shearer? How about him just using his guns against the giant Olympians and Diabolical in the very next episode? And harnessing the Ranger's life force for his sword. Mm-hmm. Uh -huh. Like yeah. that happens more often than you think. It does. <laughs> it probably is a constant. More uh, than likely. But we have the zombie demons going full force, and I made note here because you said that's actually a good rhyme for Dice Phantom. I mean, yeah, yes, that was a good rhyme. Oh, that's the only f he gets a point. He gets one point. Everybody gets one. Much as it pains me to say that, you must obey. <laughs> no, I must not obey. I will not obey, Jinxer. <laughs> You know, you know, you know, you know what? In the description for this Vex, you have to put, will, will, will um, Vex be able to survive Joel? And will Luke be able to get over his hatred of Jigsaw and the Five Party? I'll put in. No, it's more of like, will, will Vex survive the tentacles? 
<laughs> well, but, yeah. Survive Discord. <laughs> but yeah, um, we are now up to the finale, the Fate of Lightspeed. And I must say, out of all the finales, this this might actually be the most tense finale. Oh yeah. I I think Could... there is a lot here. This is like the most notes I took this entire season. Um, wh what I think is the most the best takeaway here. There's two for me. One in part one of this, where they're giving Met uh, Mitchell the pep talk. Where he has that all hope is gone moment there, and he's just like, fuck. The whole aqua base is kind of just going to shit here. You know, yeah. Pod is getting beat up by my work, you know, in the Life Force Sword. And then right at the very end, and we'll get to that when we get to the end of the finale. Yeah, and also right at the end of part one, where we have li literal water coming seeping into the aqua space around um, electronics, which means they're not only in danger of drowning, but also in danger of being electrocuted. Oh god, yeah, yeah. Be and more concerned about like the the pressure of the ocean crushing me, but oh, yeah, very fair, very fair, very fair. Uh, yeah, but. That's what. That's why I say it's like probably one of the more tense finales is because there's a real sense of danger for the Rangers' lives at this point. Oh, absolutely. Yeah, but I must say as well, uh, I don't know about. Uh, I mean, I, I, um, I, I think um, Tyler shares this sentiment, but I would say the aqua base um, is destruction in part two. I felt that more than the than what happened to Terra Venture. Mm -hmm. I agree Terra with Venture that. Is, oh. Sorry, sorry, cutting you off. Go ahead. Yeah, the thing with Terra Venture is like we wouldn't feel that much like sorry about like it being destroyed because they're eventually gonna leave it behind anyway. Once they got to a new planet. Yeah. Oh, by or, the way, you know, just... at least not be as important as it once was. Yeah. Oh, by the way, quick side tangent. It seems like um it seems like in the months they landed on Miranoi, they fully colonized it because you see Leo battling monsters in a city on Miranoi. <laughs> so they did ultimately colonize it. Yeah. But, yeah. God, uh, filthy colonizers ruining but, beautiful jungle. But with permission. Yeah, I guess they was, got permission from the was, natives. It was consensual colonization. Yeah. Which feels uh, like an oxymoron. Right? But, yeah. It is. It was like we could give you cell phones. What the what the heck is that? And they tell them it's like fuck yeah, let's get those. Let, let me have the new Galaxy S twenty three Ultra and the, the the iPhone fifteen that has a USB C port that is slower than USB two. <laughs> yeah, but I I really do um, feel the Aquabase destruction more because it's just such a unique location for Power Rangers, and also as well, it's not only the home away from home, but also their workplace. Like, they basically revolved their lives around the Aqua Base up until this point. They did. And it, it is very sad to see it go, but on the other hand, it is very normal for the base to get destroyed post, like, yeah. turbo. Yeah, yeah. Um, so, it's like, so it's like, oh, Aqua Base, I, ho I hope we see you again in some capacity. Probably will. Probably. Probably, probably will, probably won't, but we'll... We'll see just again, because it's over there, 
and then over there, and then over there. A little bit over there. Yeah. And there. And, and then there. and then we have and then we have and probably uh, one of Carl's brain. Uh, Sorry, yeah. I had to make the DVD a bridge reference. Okay, fair enough. Uh, but yeah, then we have um, probably one of Carter's um, more defining badass moments where he's like, "I'm gonna kick Free Banshee into the crevice." Well, I mean, not before Banshee just forms a fucking cult and Heaven Gates, Heaven's Gates are fucking uh, mooks here, you know, and then uses all of this. Wonderful yeah, wait. Shit to play four dimensional chess on the cityscape. <laughs> like, oh, oh, Heaven's Gate, I mean, with the stones. Yeah. Um, and also, gotta as your, well. Gotta get your Kool Aid. No. <laughs> Sorry. It's all right. And also, as well, we have the return of giving giving a character the thumbs up. But in this case, unlike Lost Galaxy, the film was like, nope, you're coming with me, Red Ranger. Yeah, coming with me to hell. I mean, the Shadow Realm. <laughs> and Shadow it would have been. It actually would have been a bittersweet ending for Kara's character if if they actually if they actually closed the lid. It, it would have been a fitting end for Carter because. But. Uh, this is primarily. Willing, he's always willing to like sacrifice himself for everyone else, so it would have definitely been in character and fitting. Mm -hmm. But of course, this is Power Rangers, and we can't have um, a permanent death. Except, except for Trainee. Except for Trainee at this point. Uh, so we have to have and Diabolical. Tommy now. And technically Tommy now, but so we have to have Diabolical, who turned on Queen Banshee after being manipulated by her, to just be like. Uh, yep, I'm here to help the Rangers defeat you and have you be basically cannibalized. Mm -hmm. uh, it, it seems like the best ending possible for this season. And it it goes kind of full circle because they, they get the chance to return to their day-to-day -day lives. But their day-to-day -day lives in the end of the day have been changed forever. Except for those that were already in like public service like Dana and um, Connor. But, yeah, um, and so at the end we see them hand their morphers in, and then just immediately run right back into what looked like a building burning down. Yep, showcasing that even though the time as rages are over, they still got work to do as public service rescue people. Yep. It's such a fitting ending for this season. I love. <laughs> I honestly think. So far, this is one of the strongest seasons we've watched. Oh yeah, I agree. Absolutely. I agree. I agree. If I, if uh, now that I've actually watched it, I did put it in what in my top ten. Um, I think it was in seven. Let, let me let me have a look. Yeah, definitely where I would rank. While well, Luke's checking that up, well, I would definitely say like this is in my top three currently. In fact, it's number three. Right behind Lost Galaxy and In Space. <laughs> Though I am debating whether or not Lost Galaxy is two or three at this point. Hmm. But yeah, it's like I've always like personally thought it was like a very solid season that a lot of people slept on. Um, oh, absolutely. Just, um, just like I just have a few little nitpicks with it and. 
the fact that I love a certain character's buggy more than I love the character itself is also telling. Yeah. Right, you know. And that comes down with uh, this thing called acting skills, unfortunately. I, I don't know mm -hmm. if she was, like, not a good actress, per se, because I've never seen her in anything else. I don't know if she's <laughs> ever done anything else. You know, nope, she hasn't. Like, this, is, this is the only thing she's done. Oh. That, well, that then, yeah, she's a, a lot. actress. Um, Which is not a personal attack, mind you. Just, we're just critiquing the show. Yeah. It could have come down oh. to bad direction. It could have come down to, like, a bad scripting. It could have just been, you know, like, somebody not helping with ADR. There's a lot that goes into the whole process, you know. Like, my acting just is various little, you know, grunts and voice lines and fan projects. So I have zero experience to critique. But when your character detracts from a show to the point where, like, whenever your character is on the screen, you're just like, oh, god damn it, this again. It doesn't reflect well on you. you know, Sorry about that. To, the, to okay. the vast public. You know, somebody that has more knowledge of behind the scenes, from, you know, having interviewed people, talked to them, etc., etc., or even just, like, at con, like, talking to Mike McFarlane, um, who does a lot of the One Piece and BBC shit uh, for Funimation, like, kind of having this knowledge of what goes on behind the scenes, what makes a good dub versus a bad dub, you kind of learn from just that minor bit in your life. And you realize, like, oh, that's why this person's, you know, version of this character sucks compared to this ver person's version. And it's unfortunate that this was her only credit, because... Yeah. Know, Okay, uh, I did find the list. Um, oh, it it was before we did uh, before we did Lightspeed Rescue. So I would uh, I would take Turbo out of the top ten list. Port Lost Galaxy in its place, and Port Lightspeed Rescue as number seven now. Okay, that that's all right. Fair, that's fair. So so this this would be this would be my list um, for my power for my top ten power age season. Number one, SPD, obviously. Number two, Dino Fury. Number three, Time Force. Number four, Jungle Fury. Five will be RPM. Six, Dino Thunder. Seven, Lightspeed Rescue. Eight, Dino Charge. Nine, In Space. And ten, Light and ten Lost Galaxy. That's fair. That's a good. That's a good list. I'd have to rank mine after we've gone through like the whole series and kind of dive into it. Yeah, and I'm I'm personally waiting to rank Dino Fury. Even though, if I were to rank it right now, it's at number four, superseding Zio. Okay, I, that that's fair. That's fair. I the reason why I just rank Dino Fury so high is because it, it's the season that literally got me excited about the fr franchise franchise again to the point that we're actually doing this. Yeah, same. Like if you hadn't forced me to kind of watch Dino Fury, I would, this podcast series likely wouldn't exist. So, thanks, Dino Fury. Yeah, thanks, Dino Fury, for giving us this excuse to, you know, milk nostalgia like Hasbro. <laughs> yeah. And you can't see if I'm giving a thumbs up. So, so now, so now on to more trivial matters. I've got my top 10 Carter, Grace, and Badass moments. Number 10, punching Banshee and blowing up the main base as a result. Number 9, jumping out of a burning building in the first episode before he gets his powers. Number 8, trying to handle the titanium powers, which begs the question of if he had become the titanium ranger, who would have taken the red ranger powers? 
I kind of feel like it'd be like a like a secondary power up. He's like he morphs into the Red Ranger, and then when something gets really serious, he turns into like the Titanium Ranger. That would be fair. That would have been an interesting interesting way to do it. Um, seven would be the training of Captain Mitchell uh, because it shows that he can go toe to toe with Mitchell just as much as Mitchell can go toe to toe with him. Um, six would be kicking Banshee into the shadow dimension. Oh, sorry, hell. Um, number five would be running at Olympias and Diabolical with just his guns. Number four, trying to run over the fire monster. Number three, takes a point blank, uh, takes a blast at point blank rage to kill a monster. Number two would be telling the rangers to close the lid, sacrifice me for the greater good. And of course, number one, tackling Olympias and throwing him in the water, unmorphed. All very fair moments. So yeah, anybody who says Kyle is bland really needs to watch this season again. Honestly, uh, I've said this before, but I'll say it again. Carter is just a better version of Jason. Yes, absolutely, 100%. And his uh, character's not a criminal, so... There's that too. Yeah. And also, I had a few fun facts about Lightspeed Rescue that I found. Um, Cars actor, Sean Johnson. Do you know what his actual full name is? What? Sean Charles Wesley Robert Johnson. Yeah, um, but according to him, in an interview on one of the DVDs, he before he auditioned for Lightspeed Rescue, he was completely unfamiliar with the series and its fandom, and all he knew was that it was a children's show. Oh, how naive he was. I mean, he's not. I mean, it is a children's I show. I mean, it is a children's show, but I think what he probably thought of when he heard children's show was something like, uh, was something like, Sesame Street, Teletubbies, that sort of thing. I mean, it is a kids show, but it's more its more geared towards the more kids bordering on teenagers at times. If you want a whole nightmare fuel, go down the Teletubby iceberg. Oh, God. Um, so, yeah, uh, Captain Mitchell has been the first mentor that's a human and the first mentor to be related to any of the Rangers. Uh First, ra- first season to have a completely original ranger with the Titanium Ranger. And the first season where we know all the names of all the rangers, the full names. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Um, and there was another interesting fun fact. Um, Michael... Um, Car- I cannot pronounce this, but basically Chad's actor was a founder of Extreme Martial Arts. Um, um, uh, uh, I guess that's a program... But he was also the martial arts coach of Taylor Luntnan, a.k.a. Jacob Black from the Twilight series, and encouraged him to get into acting. So all those Team Jacob fangirls, you have to thank thank the Blue Lightspeed Ranger for that. (laughs) I don't... uh, yeah, yes, we do because Ed, because now they have to watch Power Rangers to know where where he came from. I'm good. I'm good. You know, I I am good with those fandoms never fucking crossing over to a massive capacity. You know, 
Okay, fair enough. But also as well, um, that's the something one thing I hate about My Chemical Romance because technically My Chemical Romance is responsible for Twilight. Oh god. What? Because the whole Twilight it goes like 9/11 got Gerard Way to make My Chemical Romance and leave Cartoon Network, right? And then the fucking Stephanie Meyer wrote fan fiction about MCR and then started writing Twilight. And that also inspired the, the fucking author of Fifty Shades of Grey, Fifty Shades of Grey. to write fan fiction based on Twilight. And then Dakota Johnson is who got Ellen DeGeneres fired. Now now trust me who who would have thought that in this in this uh, in this podcast we would go from power rangers to twilight to 50 shades of gray to uh to getting ellen generous fired it's well, <laughs> a weird game they're all somehow connected in this y- yes gerard way was a part of cartoon network yeah he was part of the animation department yeah uh Adult swim technically but, but um here, here is here's my here's my um of here's my other fun fact uh, that I had, which is which is kind of true, which is kind of true for a lot of us. Fan reception of Lightspeed Rescue was initially one of sheer de- derision. However, cases made by some of its more passionate fans, coupled with former critics becoming more respectable of it, of it through repeated viewings, about to redeem the season's reputation. And several fans and critics of the season also agree that the fate of Lightspeed is one of Power Rangers' most gripping finales, which is true. It really is. And that's something that I really, you know... I went into this basically blind, and it, so far, like I said, it's one of my favorite seasons we've watched so far. I, w- I will say, like, I'm sure there's going to be better seasons that we watch, and I know for a fact there's going to be worse seasons that we're going to watch. Yes, definitely. Uh, but I will, I will say, like, I have a newfound respect for this season, having come into it, you know, as an adult, that I ever would have as a young person oh yeah absolutely and uh one of because uh, this is about one of the other power uh, it's about ryan's actor if you go and look on his wikipedia page uh, he, uh, he he's become like a very successful mu- musician because go got just type in his name brett brett fisher into wikipedia and just look at the amount of um mu- music credits to his name it's insane it go, do, do it do it i'll put his name i'll put his name uh i'll put his wikipedia in the chat now i want you i want just your reaction i got it he's 43 holy shit uh active 2000 uh songwriting he's been with uh, he's worked for the uber world he's um done a lot of like one-offs as a self Worked with Pink Flag, Rhapsody, Sounds of Red Bull. That's bizarre. Um, Jesus fucking Christ, dude. Yeah, I was like, I was surprised at just how many cred- music After credits to his name. From Jesus, that's a name I didn't think I'd ever see again. Um, Diamante, Diamante. Working with Sean Kingston, that's a throwback. 
Who's, who's Sean Kingston? He was like... Until... Yeah, he was a fucking, like, R&B, like, rap artist when I was graduating high school. <laughs> fucking hell. In Manic Mind, I'm going to assume that's some sort of project he headed up. Oh, and his middle name is Tyler. And he also has been in film since, um, television since. You know, so again, it's not the end of your career. Um, he was also in the god-awful Lightspeed Rescue video game. Um. And he was archive footage for Dino Thunder, um, because of course he was. Yeah, sorry, I, I said Brett. Brett, Brett Fisher. I meant Rhett Fisher. Yeah, Rhett. Yeah. As in, um... But yeah, just the amount of credits. Like, I'm on it now. It's just insane. It's like, from like 2007 till now, he has been active in music in some capacity. Yeah. So good, good on him. Very good on him. Um, why, why does that sound like an um let's see i gotta check out this uh uber world mm. no it's not an anime op that's um just a regular song from Uberworld. Okay. I do like a lot of their tracks. Yeah. I, but I yeah, they got some good music. When I see them, I just think anime OP, though, you know? But it's just a regular song of theirs. I'll have to listen to that. For a point in time, I was listening to them, and they didn't have not one. And then they had their first one. I was like, oh! But anyway, uh, I think we have some roll calls from Tyler to wrap this up. Yes, we do. Uh, let me pull it up. So, starting with uh, uh, the most inconsequential, we had the little girl from the from the Lost Galaxy team up, Heather, with one. Congratulations, you are you you are now in second place for the second lowest alongside Zordon and and the robots for a five way tie. And then for the Lost Galaxy Rangers. We have Kendrix with one, bringing her grand total up to 10. We have Damon with one, bringing his grand total to 16. Maya with two, bringing her grand total to 15. Kai with two, also, bringing his grand total up to 13. And and Leo with four, shooting him all the way up to 22, currently landing him in a two-way tie for fifth place. And now for the lights... And now for the Lightspeed Rangers. We have we ha in last place, we have Ryan with 5, barely missing out on the top 5 for for the least. And then we have Joel with 20, which lands him in 7th for the 7th most. And a tie for the 6th most, we have Kelsey and Dana with 21. Tied with Leo in 5th place for the in the fifth most is Chad with 22. 
and t- and tied with Andros for fourth place is Carter with 24, bringing Lightspeed Rescue's grand total to 119, the second most after Mighty Morphin. That is insane. No, we were in Zane a couple seasons ago. <laughs> ha ha, very funny. So, yeah, that's pretty much all my notes I had on Lightspeed Rescue. It was a fun ride, um, very enjoyable, and I will definitely be um, going back to this season at some point in the future, at, um, maybe watching a few out of order. Yeah, I... I was about to say, I sorely underestimated this season. Like, I, I usually see nobody talking about Lightspeed Rescue, so I was worried that I wouldn't have much to say, but this honestly. Is like a almost three hour video, guys. Wow. Okay. Sorry. Sorry. No, like, I'm just, I'm just saying, like, for a season that I, I was like you, I'm like, I don't think I'd have a lot to say. We somehow talked about this longer than some seasons of Mighty Morphin. <laughs> That's just the power of the light speed rangers. Yeah. We stay well, on topic most of it. Yeah. Yep. And now we go on to Luke Thangasms for probably oh. six hours. And we're okay. gonna need to make this into two parts probably because you Okay, okay. Yeah, so um bra- brace brace your brace yourself to be racing through another time and having the timeless wonder that is time force. I will have whiskey ready for that season. <laughs> All righty. It's time for... T- it's time to uh, split this to the next season or enjoy the audio form of it. Bye. Bye. Peace. Peace.